the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand, week four of the high school football season, featuring one of the great rivalries in the greater Madison area, the Middleton Cardinals on the road, visiting the Verona Wildcats. Kickoff coming up at 7 o'clock. Hunter Vaughn, Dennis Semrau have the call this evening out in Verona. In the meantime, my name is Jesse Nelson in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown Madison in the AmFam Spark Building. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. A couple of fantastic games already on the docket throughout the course of this early season in high school football. Hard to believe that a third of the season is already done. And for one of the first times this season... We are not in Sun Prairie. Finally, time to give the Sun Prairie East Cardinals a little break. Had them in each of the first three weeks of Zimbraconda's Prep Mania here on 100.5 ESPN. Win over Monona Grove. Losses at home to two number one ranked teams in McGuanago and in Wanakee. So Sun Prairie East doing its own thing tonight. Middleton and Verona is our game of the night. And while we have an opportunity... Let's go ahead and check in with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, who is live out at Verona Area High School, getting set for this big Week 4 rivalry matchup between the Middleton Cardinals and the Verona Wildcats. Old partner, how you doing out there in Verona tonight? All right, Jesse, a beautiful night for high school football, a little sunshine here. Um... This is uh, the University of Wisconsin at Verona, as we like to call it. Not quite the same as Sun Prairie because it's not a bowl stadium. But uh, orange and black, the home team's here. And I was told by uh, Andrew uh, Riley, the head coach for Verona, most of the Badger coaching staff's here except for Chris, Coach Chris because there's four Badger sons. Coaches uh, have there's four players, two for each team. Uh, here we've got... Uh, we got a Kalaji, we got a D'Onofrio, we've got an Ingram, and we've got a Poti tonight playing. And all very good players for both uh, Middleton and Verona. And hopefully the parents can just watch their kids in peace and not have to die, you know, <laughs> diagram or, or discuss last week's game or tomorrow's game. <laughs> we can sure hope that's the case. Big one against Washington State tomorrow. 17-point favorites at Camp Randall Stadium. But enough about the Badgers, Dennis. Let's talk about this rivalry that we will see on hand tonight. Middleton and Verona. Going back several years, it's been one of the more heated high school football rivalries in the greater Madison area as of late. And this year, I think you've got a pretty good feeling that with thanks to the conference realignment that's gone on in area high school football, these two teams are competing for more than just pride potentially for a conference title in 2022. I'm sorry, Jesse. It's a little tough to hear you just over the band. Can you repeat the last <laughs> question? There, I got you. Okay. We got you up a little bit louder here. Well, we love the band. Everybody there loves the band, Dennis. Uh, you betcha. Rivalry between Middleton and Verona oh, yes. that has really gotten heated over the last couple of years. It's been for a lot of pride between those two communities. Now, this year, thanks to the conference realignment in the Big 8, these two teams are two teams that you project are going to be near the top of the standings. This game could be for a conference title tonight. 
Yeah, we saw Madison Memorial a couple weeks ago. They might have a say in it. Uh, they're just a little bit behind because uh, the seniors on that team did not get to play as sophomores, unlike uh, both uh, Middleton and Verona had. They got to meet twice in that alternate fall season back the uh, spring of 2021. Uh, Middleton won this game last year here at Verona, 30 to nothing. Uh, a few years ago, though, uh, back in 2019, Verona 61, Middleton 35, and uh, Verona just ran the ball literally down Middleton's throat, and they kind of talked a little trash afterwards. So ever since then, uh, I guess both coaches uh, addressed their teams at practice and said, if you are on social media, you will pay the price. <laughs> I basically told them to not give anybody any bulletin board material or social media material. Just go out and play the game, guys, and have some fun. But it's uh, we're not that far apart. So used to say Memorial and Middleton maybe the rivals. No, now I think it's Verona because both teams, both schools have excellent uh, athletics programs, and usually you're going to be competing for a title in most sports. Volleyball is a perfect example. Basketball, uh, both boys and girls, uh, it's uh, usually a good rivalry. I said uh, – my over-under on personal foul penalties tonight, I, I set that at six early in the week because I think we had six or seven last year in this game, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm going to take the under on it tonight. Oh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, again, these are very two talented teams. Uh, you look at Middleton's record at one and two, and you say, geez, they lost two games. Well, they played Bayport, who's uh, top, one of the top teams in Division One, and then Wanakee, the top-ranked team in Division Two, just like they did last year. And then they rode that to a very successful season. And uh, we all know who Verona played week one, right, Jesse? Your alma mater, Muskego. My Muskego Warriors, who are still trying to win another state championship this year. Dynasty's not over yet. It was uh, first half kind of dominant by Muskego. Second half was a 7-6 score. And uh, ever since then, Verona's uh, Verona's only given up, I think it's uh, seven points combined in the last ten quarters. Uh, so their defense is really settled in. Uh, again, uh, we've got a uh, little bit of old school football. You're going to see uh, a couple of good running backs. Bryce Falk, three-sport athlete track, and I saw him in the wrestling mat last winter. Uh, he's a game-breaker for Middleton. Had got a couple starts last year with injuries and uh, suspension for the starting running back. And then you got Trey Ingram, who was a cornerback last year where he played in Maryland uh, when his dad was uh, coaching uh, with Baltimore. Now he's taking over at running back. He's averaging almost eight yards a carry. And what's very impressive about this young man, according to Coach Riley, is he has taken over the huddle. He's in charge. He's making everybody accountable. He's the first one there, the last one to leave. He's doing everything possible. And as someone who went to a couple of different high schools with moves, I know it's tough to be the new guy. Well, as a new guy, as a junior, he is making a very strong, positive impact on his program. Well, Dennis, you take care of our new guy on the call tonight with you, Hunter Vaughn, your broadcast partner this evening. Looking forward to catching you guys with the call about 20 minutes from right now. Have a great game. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Dennis Semrau checking in live from Verona Area High School as we get set for our Week 4 matchup here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, the Middleton Cardinals and the Verona Wildcats. Prep Mania brought to you by Zimbraconda. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. And the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search vehicle inventory 
Kevin Torrey. We're going to check some other games on the Week 4 docket. Coming up next as we count down to kickoff, Middleton and Verona. Week 4, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Zimbraconda's presentation of Brett Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app in Wisconsin on demand in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. My name's Jesse Nelson, counting you down to kickoff of Middleton and Verona, week four of the high school football season. The Cardinals and the Wildcats, both 1-0 in Big 8 conference play. A check of the scoreboard in week four of the high school football season. A lot of great games on the docket in the Big 8 conference. You might as well call it rivalry week because there are great games abound among the eight teams in the Big 8 conference. How about the Battle of Janesville? Craig and Parker going at it tonight. Craig's 2-0 on the year. Parker 2-1, and one, although Craig has one win in Big 8 conference play. Parker fell last week. Then the Madison City Schools, the MMSD School District. How about these? Madison East, Madison Memorial. East is 0-3, Memorial's 3-0. Can East get a huge upset win over Memorial? We'll find out. We'll keep tabs on that throughout the evening. Also, Madison West and Madison LaFollette going at it. Both of those teams winless on the year. Somebody's picking up win number one tonight between West and LaFollette. We'll see how it is throughout the course of the night. How about the Badger Large Conference? Sun Prairie West is 3-0. Never lost in school history. The Wolves going for win number four at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium tonight, hosting winless Milton. Chance for the Wolves to be 4-0 when they face Sun Prairie East next week. Speaking of the Cardinals, East is on the road for the first time this year, visiting Beaver Dam, winless Beaver Dam, 0-3 on the season. Sun Prairie East 1-2, don't like that fully, though. They're two losses against two number one ranked teams in the state. Finally, in the Badger Large, Watertown is 0-3. They're looking for their first win of the season, visiting the 2-1 Oregon Panthers. That's look at the Badger Large. About the Badger Small, Mount Hora Barneveld, 2-1 on the season, including a winning conference play last week. They're on the road at Sauk Prairie tonight. Portage visits DeForest. Head coach Aaron Mack was our trivia contestant on Wilde and Tausch Trivia this morning. Can Aaron Mack, he didn't win trivia though this week. We'll see if he gets his first win of the season with the Norskis tonight. Tough start to DeForest season being 0-3, hosting 2-1 Portage tonight at DMB Community Bank Stadium. How about Stoughton looking for win number one on the year before they open up their brand new field next week here on Prep Mania? They're visiting 2-1 Fort Atkinson tonight in the Badger Small Conference. One crossover game in the Badger Conference. Wanakee, 3-0, including a win last week at Sun Prairie East, looking as good as always. The Warriors visiting Monona Grove, who after a big loss in Week 1 to Sun Prairie East, has bounced back with back-to-back wins. They are 2-1 and one on the season, hosting the Wanakee Warriors tonight. A couple of games in the Capital Conference we're keeping tabs on. Columbus is 3-0 and on the season. They're on Lake Mills. Great game out in Lake Mills tonight. Beloit Turner's 3-0. and They're visiting 3-0 and Lodi, Battle of Unbeatens. Capital Conference, man, that is some good football they're playing this year. Edgewood's also 3-0. and They're on the road at Nuclearis Monticello. We'll see how that game plays out throughout the evening as well if the Crusaders can get to 4-0. We'll have them in a couple of weeks here on Prep Mania. Great games all around the area. We'll keep tabs on these and more throughout the evening but coming up next we'll go out to Verona Area High School where the Dean Dennis Semrau and Hunter Vaughn have the call tonight 
for the Middleton Cardinals and the Verona Wildcats. Rivalry game in the Big 8 Conference. Middleton 1-2 and two on the season, but a win last week in Big 8 Conference play. Verona 2-1 with a win last week in Big 8 Conference play. In fact, both of these teams with huge wins in Week 3 to start the conference season. LaFollette, the opponent for Middleton last week, a 55-14 win for the Cardinals over the Lancers. Meanwhile, Verona took care of business against Madison East Pergolders, 53-6 the final score a week ago. So both big wins, both teams putting up 50 burgers one week ago. Something tells me it's not going to be the same tonight. Middleton, Verona, week four of the high school football season. Hunter Vaughn, Dennis Semrau have the call coming up next. You're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Media on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. It's the Battle of Highway M, Dennis Sumrau. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with you at Verona Area High School. And Dennis, we did some basketball last year and finally get to do some football together. Yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a great night for high school football. Just beautiful out here. And uh, in a couple of weeks when the leaves are changing, it's going to be even you know better. I was out here last Saturday supposedly for the Verona invite. 1,000 runners, 20 schools, uh, boys and girls. And after two hours of lightning and rain delays, they had to cancel it for safety reasons. So kind of bummed. But I knew I was coming back in a week for football, and the weather is a lot better tonight. Yeah, the weather is definitely better than it was last Saturday. And, again, as we're getting set, just about eight minutes until kickoff here from Verona Area High School between the Verona Wildcats and the Middleton Cardinals. You know, I said it off the air to you, Dennis, when you got here. This almost feels like we're talking about a Big Ten game. We're going to be talking running backs, linebackers, offensive linemen. And that O-line, you know, they're a big part of your Canopy Wealth Management keys to the game. Canopy Wealth Management believes community is everything, and they are constantly working towards the betterment of our community. That's why they've partnered with Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF at Canopy. Their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. Dennis, starting with the visitors, the Middleton Cardinals, they're one and two on the year. What are your keys to the game for the Cardinals? Well, first of all, uh, they got to stop the run. Uh, let's limit uh, Ingram's big plays right now. Uh, Trey Ingram is averaging almost eight yards a carry. He's rushed for 413 yards. He gets out in space. He is a handful. So that's number one. Number two, establish the run. They want to get Bryce Falk into the secondary, get him to that second level. Uh, and uh, he's... Uh, oh. Coach Perchborn said, we'll see a few of his wrestling moves tonight. He's a standout wrestler. He's also a sprinter in the track team. And then number three, win the turnover battle. So far, Middleton, let's jinx him. No turnovers in three games. Coach is going to hate me for that. And they've only got two takeaways, though. This time last year, they had, I believe they were like on a plus eight after three games. So, uh, yeah, win that turnover battle, that's, that's important. And then for the Verona defense, you know that Mason, the one-man army, as Coach Riley likes to refer to him, Armstrong will be a huge part of trying to stop 
Falk for the Cardinals. Mason Armstrong, 22 tackles on the year. He's got a sack and an interception. But for the Wildcats, what are their keys to the game? Well, number one is win the line of scrimmage. You take a look at the offensive line for Middleton, averages 6'3", 276. And the defensive line for uh, Verona averages about 212 pounds. And then on offense, Verona's line averages about 217, and Middleton's defense is at 277, and their backup line is at 266. So I, I asked Coach Percival, what is it about in the water in Middleton? You know, with the Badgers, you got to be like 6'5", 300 to play offensive line. you got to be like 6'5", 280 to play the O-line, I think, at Middleton or the D-line. Um, so that's uh, number one is that uh, win the line of scrimmage or at least get a standoff. Uh, number two, uh, make the tackle at the line of scrimmage. Again, with Falk, they're worried about him getting in the secondary. So it's uh, no second chances, and that's where Armstrong's going to be really big coming in. And Drake Badger, who has played a defensive tackle spot, he's going to be out at linebacker on the edge tonight trying to take away some of that outside uh, running for Falk. And then uh, stay on schedule, move the chains. Yeah, Verona had a few issues with penalties in the first couple of games. You do not want to go first and 15, first and 20 with a hold or, a, or with an uh, you know, legal formation or something. You want to be able to keep that short distance and have those options on third down, not where you're, where you're having to go second or third and long. Well, and, you know, you mentioned the moving the chains. I think that also really helps then because then you're keeping Bryce Falk off of the field for yep. that Middleton team who, you know, we keep saying it, there's a chance he may end up, right now he's run the ball 32 times so far this year, there's a chance that he may get close to that number of touches tonight for the Middleton Cardinals. Yeah, he had five touchdowns last week. He had six all of last year, and he's got six in three games here, but five last week in their big win over La Follette. Uh, and uh, last week, another thing, they were able to take advantage of some uh, miscues on the La Follette's. The first three times that Middleton touched the ball offensively, they scored. Three plays, three Ooh. touch. Yeah, but when you start the ball and you're 10, uh, and the other team's 10 and 20, you got short field, so it wasn't like big ones. But yeah, you look at the points, Middleton scored 42 points in the first quarter this year, nothing in the third quarter. This, and then uh, for Verona, they've given up uh, 40 in the second quarter. Oh, they've scored 40 in the second quarter, but they've only given up seven second-half points all year long. So uh, we could see some explosions here early, uh, or we could see a 17-14 to 14 game of both teams just slugging it out. Well, again, that line of scrimmage, who wins that is going to be very important, as it usually is. Well, now, Dennis, as, as a fan, which one would you rather see, the 17-14 slugfest or like we saw a couple of weeks ago over in Sun Prairie East where there was 100 points scored? Well, I like offense, but I like to see some good defense and good plays. You like to see, you know, making tackles in space. And there were, there, you know, touchdown-saving tackles. You know, somebody gets free. You want to see, are they just going to let them go, or is that team really, really into it? So I, I, I want a close game. I don't like running clocks. The bad, the bad thing about running clocks, yeah, sure, you, you get in the game faster. But then for all those kids that get to come in, they don't really get a lot of playing time. Mm -hmm. So you like a closer game where coaches can maybe work some of their reserve second and third teamers in. And then if you get a lead toward the end, then you clear the bench toward like the last five or six minutes. But uh, this is youth night tonight. Middleton has theirs week one. Uh, this is Verona tonight. So a lot of future Wildcats out here tonight. Now they're running the palms through. Uh, waiting to see if we got, 
you know, we've been in Sun Prairie the last few weeks, and they have that little uh, paper mache or whatever, uh, you know, the gold cardinals, and they haven't been able to break it. They've dragged it through. <laughs> so we were wondering if they, it was steel enforced or something like that. Uh, but I don't see them holding any kind of a banner here for tonight. But the uh, Wildcats will be coming out here. Nice uh, line both sides. And there's the smoke. And here we go. The Corona Wildcats take the field. The Wildcats tonight in all black uniforms. They got black helmets with the script Wildcats on the side, black jerseys, orange numbers with white trim, and black pants with an orange and white stripe down the side. And then Middleton, they're going to answer back with all white uniforms and charcoal gray helmets. We're just about a minute and a half away from the National Anthem, so we're going to take a short break as you're listening to Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. One more for the record books. Nothing's going to stop us now. The buzzer knocks it down. Pick is up. Yes! He made it! Yes! Reverse layup is good with five seconds left. Put six on my staff. First title in program history. Being an in-state kid, everything that I wanted in school was right at home. Every coach has a toolbox, and every tool is from another coach. Camaraderie, be able to hang out with each other and be together. Takes it all the way for the touchdown, led by a future Badger. I'm very excited for this kid because he is brilliant. What an absolute javelin toss. He's going to throw a jump pass and complete it for the two-point conversion to Hawk. I mean, we can see a lot of offense. Put the explanation point at it. At the buzzer! Wow. It's gone! Oh, my goodness! Do your best. Thank you so much for all you guys do for high school sports. Guys, I got goosebumps. All anybody can ask for. The biggest games, the most compelling stories, the area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. The lights are bright at Verona Area High School. We've got the Battle of Highway M tonight between the Middleton Cardinals and the Verona Wildcats. Verona comes into tonight 2-1 and one on the year as they've got victories their last two weeks over Madison East and Oshkosh West. They fell to Muskego in week one. Meanwhile, the Middleton Cardinals, they come in at 1-2, and two, but two really tough games to start the season against Bayport and Wanakee before last week getting a 55 to 14 win over La Follette. The Verona Wildcats will be the ones kicking off. They'll be kicking off from right to left on your 100.5 ESPN radio dials. Again, Verona in their all black uniforms tonight. Meanwhile, Middleton will be the ones returning the kick. They're in their all-white with the cardinal stripe on the side of the pants, cardinal numbers, the charcoal helmets with the cardinal logo on the side and cardinal face masks. And it's a side-winding kick taken in by Devine at the three-yard line on the near side. He angles to the right, 
gets tripped up at the 25 and then brought down at the 29-yard line for the Middleton Cardinals. Yeah, good field position to start off here for the Cardinals. Leading the Cardinals offense will be the 6'4 junior quarterback Gabe Passini on the air, 245 yards. He threw his first touchdown pass on the season last week in that win against La Follette where he went 5 for 8, 72 yards and a touchdown. He has run for three touchdowns though on the season, but that's really where Middleton's going to make a lot of their ground on offense will be on the ground. Yeah, Middleton only uh, averaging about 85 yards passing a game, 145 rushing. First and 10 at the 29. Passini's in the gun. Brings a receiver in motion from the left side over to the right. Fakes the handoff for Falk. He'll keep it, but he's tripped up in the backfield. Number 80, Joseph Garbe. The 6'3", 205-pound senior defensive end in this 3-4 defense. Shot into the backfield. That'll be a loss of three on the play. Bring up a second and 13 at the 26 now for the Cardinals. Yeah, Drake Badger normally playing that defensive spot. He moves out the linebacker, and Garibay comes in, normally one of their key reserves to get this, his first start. Piscini will be under center now in the I formation. Receiver to each side, hands it off for Falk. Falk makes a move to the right, then cuts back left. He's hit at the 30 and stopped maybe just across the 30-yard line by a host of Wildcats. That'll be about a four-yard pickup on second down, bring up a third and eight, and this isn't what Middleton really wants offensively is to start out with a third down and long. No, you want to be moving the chains here a little bit better here. Uh, they've not been th that successful passing the ball this year. They want to grind, you know, grind and ground and pound. That's what I was looking for. Cassini in the gun. Goes with a hard count. He's got two receivers to each side. Gets a knee-high snap. Looks to the near side. Fires to the sideline. That's incomplete. Intended for Dayton Devine, the senior wide receiver. And the punting unit will come out for the Cardinals. It'll be Owen Halverson taking care of both punting and kicking for Middleton, the senior. And then back on the return for Verona. They'll put two returners back in number 20, Trey Ingram and 22, Trey Poteet. Alverson gets the high snap. Spiraling kick over to the far side and that's Poteet. Poteet across the 40, 45 and then spinning into a tackle and brought down at the 46. It's a great starting field position for this Verona offense. Yeah, Pochit, that's his uh, second punt return. He had one for 12 earlier this year. 37 yards on that kick uh, for Halverson. And it looks like uh, about a 14-yard gain. Great field position to start out. Caden Kittleson, the senior quarterback for Verona. He'll be in the pistol. Trips to the near side to the left. He has Ingram two yards behind him as it's a first and 10 at the 46. Kittleson gets the chest high snap, gives it to Ingram right away. He lowers his shoulder, drives his legs, picks up three, maybe four on first down. And they'll give him three yards to the 49. <laughs> As somebody knows, I'm sure he knows uh, 
Asher Kalaji, uh, the son of the Badger defensive line coach. Uh, interesting enough, last week Verona got to go to the home foot. Mm-hmm. The players got to go to the game. Armstrong was there. Uh, pile off for Middleton. And, of course, the, the coach's kids were on the sideline. Big thrill for them on uh, football Saturday. Kittleson brings a receiver in motion. He'll hand it off to Ingram. He's hit at the line, spinning around, and brought down maybe back to the line of scrimmage. And, you know, we said we were going to talk a lot about linebackers. Here's another one, number 46, Sam Piloff for the Middleton Cardinals. Wraps him up for a gain of one on second down, bringing up a third and six right at midfield for the Wildcats. So we've had four carries between the two teams for a total of six yards. <laughs> so the defenses are pretty good. Right? Yeah, right. They're starting out on a good note. Third down and six at midfield for the Wildcats. Kittleson's in the pistol. Three receivers to the near side. He's got Ingram to be behind him. Chest high snap. Looking deep. Fires down the far side. And that is in and out of the hands of Avery Passini, brother of Gabe Passini. That'll be incomplete on third down. The punting unit comes out for the Wildcats. Great backside pressure by Jack Madigan, the outside linebacker, number 45, 6'181 pound senior. Uh, maybe it uh, looked like uh, Kittleson might have had to throw that just a shade earlier than he wanted to. Verona will be punting as it's Gavin Farrell back to punt. Back to return is divine for the Cardinals. End over end kick that's going to bounce at the nine yard line and take a Wildcat bounce and rolls. Keeps on going down to the one yard line. That was a perfect punt from Farrell. 49 yards on that kick. And uh, Verona right now wins that uh, battle of field position, pinning Middleton inside their five. 8.34 remaining in this first quarter of action. And the Middleton Cardinals, they're going to have to try and go 99 yards to try and get a score. They break the huddle, and they'll be coming out with Gabe Passini under center in I formation. Bryce Falk is the running back with a single receiver to each side of the formation. Pacini goes hard count, looks to the near side, takes the snap. He's going to drop back to pass, fires down the far sideline, and just out of the reach of Aiden Cleary on the far side. He had one-on-one coverage. That was Garrison Cody defending that pass, and he was right in that hip pocket of Cleary. Uh, Here, ball security is so important here. You don't want to turn the ball over this deep in your territory or have a pick six or a fumble return. But Middleton went for it all in that first play. You know, I suppose just trying to catch this aggressive Wildcats defense off guard here early. Second and 10 at the one. Again, I formation. And there's a handoff up the middle that's subtle. Subtle breaks a couple of tackles. If he could have broken one more, we might have been, he might have been off to the races. There's a pickup of seven. Yeah, it looks like out to the eight. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good on, on third and See, long. See, I can do those nice single-digit math with it being at the one-yard line, Dennis. When you start getting me out into those 30s and 40s, and I'm like Alex Stroh, <laughs> I don't math too good then. Third down and four 
from the eight-yard line. Passini again under center in the I formation. He has no receivers. They go with a heavy set. Handoff to Falk to the near side. He breaks one tackle. Can't break the second one, though. And then Mason Armstrong comes in to clean things up. And they'll give him enough for the first down. Yeah, that was Trey Poteet. Uh, came in with uh, 24 tackles for uh, Verona. Very fundamentally sound. He got, got him wrapped up the legs. Had nowhere to go on that. Great defensive stop. But they still enough for the first down. Cassini. Again, under center, going with a Maryland eye now, it looks like, from the Cardinals with three running backs in the backfield. Handoff to the far side to Falk. Oh. He breaks the tackle. He's across the 25 and brought down at the 30. A big 20-yard gain for Bryce Falk. And all of a sudden, it's in Cardinals offense. They've got back-to-back first downs. Brandon's here, number 25, with a TD-saving tackle. He doesn't make that tackle there. I think Falk's off to the races. You know, that's something you brought up in the keys to the game. You've got to be able to wrap up Bryce Falk if you're this Verona defense. Otherwise, he could be off to the races a lot tonight. Again, they'll go with that three running back set with Pacini under center. Going a hard count again. He'll hand it off again, this time to Suttle. Suttle gets through the first line of defenders. Close to the first down, he'll get across the 40, down to the 41, and another first down for the Cardinals. Uh, Three, 20, Three first downs. 22 Suttle, tackles Petit. Not a good sign when your safety's making tackles. No, unless that safety's a Cam Chancellor type of guy who's going to play up in the box, you really don't want them to be leading your team in tackles. The Cardinals will run the ball again, this time to Falk. He's hit close to the line of scrimmage, but drags his defender for a pickup of four across the 45 and at the 46. All of a sudden, Middleton, that first drive, really couldn't do a whole lot running the ball. Now all of a sudden they figured things out as they've got a second down and six following that gain of four, and they're going to stick with this power formation again. Pacini again with another hard count. Take the snap. They'll run it over to the right side to Falk. Falk breaks a tackle in the backfield. Gets across midfield and brought down at the 47. Yet another first down for the Cardinals. The Cardinals are across midfield. Again, working from left to right on your radio dials. A couple big uh, blocks there by uh, the tight end, uh... Carter Cadow, number 88, and also uh, look like uh, Jackson Mefford, 75, the right guard, was one of the co-captains. First and 10 Cardinals. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. Again, power formation with two fullbacks. Falk gets the handoff, and he's met at the line of scrimmage by a group of Verona Wildcats. Riley Walters, uh, number 99, I think was the first one to get to him. Yeah, he was the first one to get a hand on him, and then there was just a host there. I believe Jacob Bindle also got there for Verona, so it'll be a second down and 10 for the Cardinals. Sini again under center. 
And they'll hand it off again to Falk to the left side. He's got blockers out in front of him across the 45 and brought down at the 40. Tyler Mayhew, 48, fullback leading the charge. Another one of the co-captains, six foot, 210-pound senior. We get a few carries there, but uh, his job is to spring uh, Falcon. Nice first block there. Mayhew definitely has the feel of like a Badger fullback. Not going to get the ball a whole lot, but you're going to be blocking for some big running backs. And they'll go quickly back to the line at Middleton, and they'll go the quarterback sneak. I don't know if that was a design sneak, though, with Passini. It looked like he maybe fumbled the snap a little bit, picked it up, and said, I just got to go forward and see if I can get anything out of that one. And he did enough for the first down. First and 10 at the 39-yard line of Verona. This drive started all the way back at the one-yard line as we're down to 4.15 left in the first quarter. 11th play of the drive. They run the ball nine straight times. Cassini Oops. hands it off and Subtle ran into the back of his blocker. Ran to the back of the tight end, Cadell, uh, and uh, just enough held him up enough for uh, Verona to close on it. And the guy we talked about could make an impact. That was Drake Badger there on the stop for Verona on a loss of two. It'll be second down and 12. That's a football name, right? Drake, Drake Badger. Badger, yes. Probably one of the best names that we've come across this year on Zimbra Honda's prep mania. Yeah, came into the game with uh, 11 tackles. Uh, we have five and a half sacks coming in. Second down and 12 for Piscini and the Cardinals. Play action. He'll roll out. Fires over to the far side. Wide open. And that'll be a pickup of seven. That was complete to number eight, Gus Wenning. The 6'1", 225-pound linebacker. He's also coming in and playing some fullback for the Cardinals. Yeah, neither team had, had players starting both ways, but Wenning's one they'll see. He'll start on one side of the ball, and he'll get some reps. I think you might see pile off over there, too. Uh, maybe in a tight end position for Middleton. Third down and three now for the Cardinals. They'll hand it off to Falk to the far side. He's got some blockers. He's a past the first down marker and pushed out of bounds at about the 20, maybe the 21-yard line for Falk, but it is enough for a first down. Keeps the drive moving. Six minutes now and counting for Middleton on this drive. You know, I said in the pregame, want to try and Verona try and keep the chains moving. They want to try and keep Falk off of the field. And right now, Middleton doing the exact opposite, but or doing that, but to Trey Ingram of the Wildcats. First and ten at the twenty. Falk gets the handoff up the middle, and he's met at the line of scrimmage and brought down hard. 14th play of the drive this early in the season. Uh, it's tough for high, pro and college teams, let alone a high school team, to have sustained drives like this. Well, but and then uh, Middleton's flipped the field. Yeah, and it's even more difficult on these defenses. I mean, we're down to two minutes left. This drive started with, what, about eight minutes left eight, to go? Eight, 8.34, yeah, and we've gone uh, six plus, six and a half minutes. Still the same power formation for Middleton. The two fullbacks 
with a single running back that's subtle getting the handoff to the left side. And there's our first flag of the game. Subtle was shoved out of bounds at the 14 of the Wildcats on the far sideline, but this one might be moving back. Ah, there's the jinx. <laughs> and we got a hold against Middleton. And you're it's just you're bound to have that happen when you're on this long of a drive. 14 points, yeah, it's inevitable. So, you know, we always talk about the defense gets so tired on these long drives, but you know, offensive lineman, I'm a big guy, Dennis. I get it. You get tired. It happens, and sometimes those mistakes happen. Yeah, and you get tired. You reach and you grab. Yeah. And that would, so it wipes out the carry, placed from the point of the foul, so it ends up being an 11-yard penalty, actually. So now we got second and 21. And that will be second and 21 at the 31. Cassini now in the gun, two receivers to each side. He's got subtle flanking him to the left. Hard count, gets the chest high snap, looks near side, fires near side, has a completion, and that's brought in by Teff. And then he's shoved out of bounds across the 30. And they'll only give him at the 30, so it's a one-yard gain. Clock keeps moving. We're down to 120 left to go in this first quarter. It'll be a third down and 20. Poteet, another tackle on the play there. Came in with 24 tackles. I think he's trying to match that in this game. He's got a ton of uh, stops here in the first uh, quarter. 60 seconds left in the first quarter. Cassini again will go from the gun. Two receivers to each side. Subtle again flanking him to the left. Cassini goes hard count. It's a tap. Looks to the far side. Tries oh. to swing it out to Subtle. He's met in the backfield and brought down for a loss of one on the play. And that's Alec Fernandez, the senior linebacker, with the tackle for a loss. That's his first tackle for a loss on the year. And brings up fourth down. We've got inside 30 seconds left to go. I don't know if they're going to get this punt off in time. But, man, that's tough for Middleton. I get you flip the field position, but you're moving the ball so well. Eight up almost nine minutes of clock. And it looks like they're not going to be able to get a score. Punt off. It's an end-over-end kick to the near side, and that'll be brought in. Or, excuse me, that'll be touched just inside the end zone for a touchback. We've got six seconds left in the first quarter. It'll be a first and ten at the 20. So, I mean, you know, Dennis Middleton flipped the field, but they couldn't get into the end zone or even get any points off of that drive, and that has to be really tough on that Cardinals offense. Yeah, 16 plays, 67 yards. They went from the one, got it down to the 20, and then the holding penalty. Again, puts you behind the chains, tough to overcome, and uh, some a uh, couple of great stops uh, by the secondary, by first by Poteet, and then by uh, Fernandez, who had an interception return for a touchdown last week. Kittleson on first down. will hand it off to the far side to Ingram, and he picks up a yard. And that will do it for our first quarter of action. We're scoreless through one quarter in the Battle of Highway M. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have the second quarter of action as this is Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand.
The second quarter gets started with a second down pass from Kittleson to the far side, and that's brought in by Jake Wilcom. The six-foot senior wide receiver gets his first grab of the game for a pickup of six, bringing up a third down and four for the Wildcats. Kittleson breaks the huddle. He'll have two receivers to the near side as now Verona works from left to right on your radio dial. Single receiver to the left. He's got Ingram directly behind him, and we've got a whistle. It looks like this is going to be a false start against the Wildcats. First quarter, uh, Middleton had the ball had the ball for uh, 19 plays, 69 yards. Verona just four plays for six yards. Oof. Dominant to flip the field from the one uh, in, in deep into uh, Verona territory, but no points. Oh, and they'll oh, actually call that on the defense. I, it was close. It looked like there was some movement on both sides of the line. When Verona will get there at first down. Kittleson again in the pistol. Three receivers split out evenly to the near side. Ingram two yards behind Kittleson. Yeah, it was the Middleton offsides penalty. A chin-high snap, handoff to Ingram to the far side. We have another flag down as Ingram stumbles across the 35 and down to the 38. They move the flag. It's sitting now at the 34-yard line on the far side of the field. The officials... Holding and against another holding Verona. Yep. So both teams with some untimely holding penalties. Not that there is ever really a good time for a holding penalty. And that pushes them back to a first and ten at the twenty-five. So credit Engram with four yards on that carry. Looks like. Kittleson again in the pistol, two receivers to the left, brings a receiver into motion from the near side over to the far, play action, rolls out to the far side, fires down the far sideline, and that pass was caught, but it's out of bounds. It was intended for Reese Rankins, the junior tight end, but he just couldn't drag down that one foot. Oh, excuse me, that was actually number 85, the five and the six. Looking kind yeah. of similar on that far sideline. Yeah. So that was 85, Wesley Brinkley. Yeah, yeah. Brinkley, uh, 6'3", 210-pound junior. Nice target, but out of bounds. Second down and 17. Verona flips the formation now. Waist high snap. They'll swing it out to Ingram on the near side. He stumbles, gets back up, is able to get across the 25. And he's brought down at the 26. The Middleton coach is wanting a block in the back. And it definitely was close. Yeah. So it's third down and 15 for the Wildcats. Kittleson breaks the huddle. He'll have a pair of receivers on the near side to his right and a single receiver split out wide to the left Ingram sitting three yards behind him they'll drop back to pass again he'll have to roll out to the near side Kittleson fires to the near sideline 
And it is caught on the near sideline. That's not enough for the first down. It was pulled down Looks at like the 37. 13, Gavin Farrell on the catch. It'll be a fourth down and five. Or excuse me, fourth down and six. Gavin Farrell, after making that nice grab on the sideline, he'll stay out there to punt. And back to return is Dayton Devine for the Cardinals. Farrell's punt. Good spin to it. Bounces on the far side at the 31 and then will roll across the 25. And then it's touched down by the Wildcats at the 24-yard line on the far side of the field. 9.26 left to go in the first half. 0-0 is our score between the Middleton Cardinals and the Verona Wildcats. 39 yards on that punt there uh, for uh, Verona. Farrell averaging uh, 44 yards a kick. Very good for high school. And that pins Middleton back now in their territory again. And they showed that they can at least move the ball, flip that field position in Middleton on their last drive after they started that drive the last time out at their own one-yard line. We have a whistle and a timeout called by the Cardinals. That's a recover 180 timeout with 9.26 left to go here in the first half of action. Reset, recharge, and recover with, with Recover 180. Recover 180 is the premium functional hydration solution for everyone who lives life on the go, on the field, in the gym, or, in, or at the office. Recover 180 is the drink that will keep you feeling your absolute best with only 60 calories and three times more electrolytes than other leading sports drinks. Recover 180 improves energy, reduces stress, and offers rapid relief and recovery from dehydration. Before, during, or after a workout, Recover 180 will take your recovery to a whole new level. Reset, recharge, recover with Recover 180. It looked like there was a little bit of confusion maybe with personnel in the huddle so that's why Middleton had to use their first recover 180 timeout with 926 left to go here in the second quarter Cardinals are all set and they'll have a first and 10 at the 24 Piscini will be in the gun receiver to each side Falk flanking him to the right side chest high snap hands it off to Falk he's brought down for a loss And guess who, Dennis? Mason Armstrong there on the tackle. Mason Armstrong, you know, I loved you had on your notes here. Don't, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take your story because I loved it so much when you talked to uh, Coach Riley. He said he's the one-man army, and he brings the juice to everything he does, does Mason Armstrong. Three-sport athlete. Uh, be a future UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week coming up here in a couple of weeks. Oh, teasing us with some of the UW Credit Union student-athletes. I like it, Dennis. Second and 11, handoff to Falk across the far side of the field on a handoff, and he'll be dragged down at the 29. Yeah, at halftime we'll have a familiar name, uh, Pertzborn, Sierra Pertzborn, daughter of uh, Jason, head coach for Middleton. 
going to be playing college volleyball next year. So uh, interested to hear her take there. She was a fun interview. Third down and four. You know, I don't want you to spoil things, Dennis, but uh, where is she going to be playing? I believe it's Toledo. Oh, going over to Ohio. Eight minutes left to go in the first half. Piscini will fire, oh. and he hits his receiver right in the chest. Dayton Devine had it in his hands, and it bounced off of the chest plate incomplete. And that's tough for a Cardinals. You know, they don't throw the ball a whole lot. Last week only had eight passing attempts for Piscini. And so far... What are we, two for five for three yards? Looks like, oh, three for six for 12 yards. And that incompletion brings up a fourth down and four. It's Block. a dropped punt, and it's blocked. The ball's bouncing around. There's a pile at the five for it. And that'll be a touchdown at the six-yard line. The special teams unit for the Verona Wildcats comes up huge. That was 23. Noah Schmidt who broke through, or excuse me, was looking at the Middleton roster that time, Dennis. That was Finley Deicher, number 23. So we're going to be first and goal on the six. First and goal at the six. Kittleson in the pistol. Hands it off to Ingram to the left side. He has to shed off a tackle at the line of scrimmage. And doesn't get any further than the line, so it'll sit at six yards to go. Second down now with 7.30 remaining here in the second quarter. All they got to do is create a little bit of space to punch it in here. Coaches love short fields. Defensive coaches hate them. Second and goal at the six. Three receivers to the right out of the pistol. Kittleson gives it to Ingram again. Cuts to his left. He's able to bounce it out. Touchdown, Wildcats. Trey Ingram with the first score of the game. 7.09 left to go in the first half. And Trey Ingram breaks the stalemate. Yeah, one of the keys for Middleton, win the turnover battle. Uh, losing it right now, and it cost him big time. It was a great run by Trey Ingram, being able to break three tackles before he gets into the end zone. And the field goal, or the extra point, excuse me, is good. 7-0 our score, 7-0-9 left to go here in the first half of action as this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. And this broadcast is made possible by UW Credit Union. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Explore innovative and intuitive ways to manage your money anytime, anywhere. UW Credit Union's in-house team of engineers and developers create digital banking solutions designed for you. Learn more at uwcu.org. 
Middleton, 86 yards offense. Verona, 28. And guess who's winning? Not Middleton. <laughs> that turnover Short battle. Field, yep. It always feels like such a cliche to talk about turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. But they really do matter, Dennis. Two great punts there by Verona. And uh, Middleton was able to overcome one of them and flip the field, but not on the last one thanks to the blocked punt. High end over end kick taken at the 10-yard line by Falk. And he's going to go straight ahead across the 20-25 and then brought down at the 29-yard line on the near side. So, Dennis, we've seen this Middleton offense be able to move the ball on the ground. I mean, again, they had a 80-yard drive that ended up stalling out after a holding penalty. What do they need to do to at least just get some points on the board? Just go back to it. It was just a holding penalty is what uh, blew that drive up. Uh, now just uh, get back to what's working for you. You've controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part. And Verona's only score on a short field. So it's got to go back to it. plenty of time in this game. Just go back to your game plan. Play action on first down. Pacini fires to the far side. He has a completion across the 35-40. Breaks a tackle at the 40. Brought down at the 46-yard line. That was Tyler Mayhew, number 48, the senior fullback getting involved in the offense. But there is a flag, so this one might be coming back. Yeah, their long drive, they went for a pass play and then uh, then ran the ball for 14 plays in a row. But not going to be able to do it this time. It looks like a holding penalty. Yep, and that is a holding penalty, so that'll move them back 10 yards. Now they'll have a first and 20 from the 20. So two holds right now detrimental to Middleton's offense. And when you have to ground it, when you're not a big play team necessarily in the air, you know you can't afford to be behind the chains. And this is the second time now in the first half that's happened to the Cardinals. 6.53 left to go in the first half. Cardinals trail the Wildcats 7 to nothing. Pacini's in the shotgun. He's got his heels on the 15. Oh. Fakes the handoff. He'll take it to the far side. He's got blockers out in front of him across the 25-30. And dragged down at the 32 was Gabe Passini. Great great read. The handoff was met by two defenders. And he kept the ball and went the other way and was able to make something out of it. And he faked me out. I started looking for the ball and I was like, oh, no. Bryce yeah. Falk is going to get hit <laughs> pretty get hard hammered. here. And, and he did take a nice hit. But Passini, the one hanging on to it getting them now back to at least within where the chains originally were for a second down and eight following that pickup of 12. Pacini under center, two tight ends set to the near side, single receiver to each side of the formation. Hand off to the near side for Falk. Oh, He's nice going to cut it back out step. to the outside. Across the 35, brought down at the 40. This will be close to the first down marker. I don't know if that was a rustling move, but according to uh, Coach Pertzborn, but I think it was a nice dance move, right? Nice little oh, sidestep. It was. It was a really nice dance move. You know, oh, one of those moves would have made a guy like uh, Fred Astaire a little bit jealous, Dennis. And for those of you who aren't 70 years old at heart like I am, 
Fred Astaire, famous dancer in some old musicals. And I always love the quote, his dance partner, Ginger Rogers. She'd always be like, I don't know why people are so impressed by Fred. I do all the same moves he does, but I do it backwards and in, <laughs> in heels. Yes. <laughs> uh, classic. First and 10 at the 40 for the Cardinals. 5.20 left to go. Pacini sprint out to the right. He's looking to pass, wants to. Now he fires at the 50. That is complete. It'll be close to a first down. It's going to be, if it isn't a first down, it'll be second and inches. That was Dayton Devine on the reception. And another first down, back-to-back first downs. First and 20, and they found a way. And guess who on the tackle there, Dennis? Trey Poteet. Poteet, again, we said it, entering tonight, 24 tackles on the air. He may match that tonight with the number of looks that he's getting with the running backs to the outside, and now some passes going his way. First and 10 at midfield, two receivers to the left, eye formation with Pacini under center. He'll fake the handoff again. He's looking to go deep. Lofts one downfield for Devine. He had his hands on it, but it's knocked incomplete. And Finley Dysher was there. Yeah, yeah, was that 23? Yep, number 23, Finley Dysher, the six-foot senior defensive back on the coverage. After that incompletion, it's now second and 10. 4.32 left. Cardinals trailing the Wildcats. As the Cardinals work from right to left. Sini in the gun. He's got his heels on the 45. Two receivers to his left. Falk flanking him to the left. Now we'll bring a tight end into motion from the right side over the left. They'll hand off to Falk, who goes to the right. He's across the 45, brought down at the 38-yard line. So Falk's been able to at least get to that second level, but hasn't quite been able to break that next tackle to break off that huge run that we've, you know, become accustomed yeah. to seeing this year from Bryce Falk. Another tackle there by Poteet, and another first down for Middleton on the play. Yeah, pickup of 12. First and 10 at the 38. Pacini again in the gun. Oh, another flag. And this looks like it's going to be a false False start. start. It is. Looked like that whole left side of the line for the Middleton Cardinals just moved a little too early. That's always one of my big football pet peeves, Dennis, is when I see offensive linemen jumping off sides. Like, you guys know the snap count. You know when to move. You just got to sit there until you hear the snap count. It's almost as bad as when I see a nose tackle lining up offsides That's on defense. Yeah. <laughs> My guy, you're right in front of, front the, of the ball. ball. <laughs> you should know where the ball is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they were able to overcome a first and 20, see if they can overcome a first and 15 now. Inside four minutes left to go as it is first and 15 at the 43 for the Cardinals. They'll hand it off to Falk. He's going to go straight ahead, gets back to the original line of scrimmage. So some easy math for me that time. That's a pickup of five for Bryce Falk. Very good. Yeah, Falk, you can uh, see he's got speed from track, and he's got that toughness, uh, that one-on-one wrestlers. Football coaches love wrestlers because you're used Mm -hmm. to that one-on-one combat, especially you've got to get more linemen out. You need that heavyweight 
you got those upper weights to fill. It's tough to see a wrestling team not have it when they've got a good football team, and some of those guys should be doubling up. Second and 10 back at the 38. Passini fires on a slant, and that's incomplete through the hands of Aiden Cleary. He took a shot on that one. I think he heard the footsteps of Evan Grimey. Yeah, threw that in a double coverage there. That was a tough one to try to thread the needle on and not able to succeed. Garrison Cody and Evan Grimey there on the coverage. And Grimey, before the game, I saw him. If you look at his right hand, Dennis, he's got that club on it. Looks like he either maybe broke or sprained something, but he's got a black cast on his right hand. Had to have that checked out by the officials before the game. Third down and 10. 301 left to go in the first half. Trips to the right for Piscini, who's in the gun, gets the knee-high snap. He has pressure coming, looks to the near side, fires, and that's going to be incomplete. That's not near anybody. Coaching staff screaming for intentional grounding. Yeah, Verona looked like he got some great pressure by uh, Ryan Mansilla, number 79, defensive lineman, and uh, also uh, Jaden uh, Waller there. That was a better get rid of it uh, versus take a sack here. And they're going to keep the offense out there, at least initially for Middleton, but there is a timeout called Verona is going to use their first recover 180 timeout. All right. 2.55 left to go in the first half. Seven to nothing. Verona leads Middleton. We're going to take a short 30-second break as you're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Fourth down and 10. Middleton's going to go for it. Passini's in the gun. Three receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Subtle, the running back, flanking, and Passini drops back to pass. Fires across the middle. It's dropped by Cleary. Oh, he was wide open, had the first down, and just couldn't pull that one in. Troy Teff, number 12, and then unfortunately, kind of high, tried to catch it. I think just didn't have his hands quite in the right spot, but good stop there for Verona. That was one of those. It would be a 55-yard field goal, or if you punt it in the end zone, you don't pick up that many yards. So it was worth a shot. They had the play call. It just did not happen. Ball over on downs now to Verona. And plenty of time left on the clock here. First and 10 at the 38. 2.50 left to go. Verona going from left to right on your radio dials. Hand off to Ingram. He goes straight ahead. Able to break some tackles. I thought he was going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage. And all of a sudden he picks up 11 and a first down for the Wildcats. <laughs> it took five guys to bring him down. That's what you like to see. Wow. Yeah, Ingram, not that big, 5'8", 166 pounds according to the roster, but he is He's north of 170. He I, is tough, yeah. Here they're trying to fool people by putting him at 166 and a flag. And a flag, and that's going to be number 99, Raekwon Burks, the 6'1", 305-pound sophomore nose tackle. And then there's another flag, too, that came in after the play. This I didn't see any jawing or pushing and shoving yeah, we've been after the pre- play. Pretty clean game so far from that standpoint. Proud of both teams. Uh, been kind of uh, 
a lot of animosity between the teams. And when you're competing for a conference title, it's going to happen. Close communities, the Internet, social media, that brings that all in. That's a coach's bane these days. And it looks like this might be against the sideline of Middleton. Are you getting a warning? So it was a five-yard penalty for the offsides to the 47. Yep. And there was a sideline warning signal then from the referee. So it'll be a first down and five at the Middleton 47 for the Verona Wildcats. Kittleson in the pistol. Trips right. Doesn't have a receiver split out to the left. Quick bubble screen to the near side for Wilcom. Wilcom wanted to cut it inside. Tries to bounce it to the outside, but he is ripped down behind the line of scrimmage. That's Sam Pyloff again with the tackle for a loss. Great, uh, great defensive play there. You see Pyloff has got a lot of offers here from uh, uh, Power 5 schools. According to the coach, he's got he's gotten offers from Wisconsin, Iowa State, Penn State, Rutgers. Notre Dame is uh, is asking about him. Uh, yeah, he's uh, it's his third year as a starter as a junior. Wow, that is very impressive at a school like Middleton to be a starter for three years. Brought him in his uh, freshman year. They needed uh, injuries. He got a start and he hasn't left the field since. On second down. It was a run to the right side for Ingram. He picked up a yard to bring up a third down and four. One twenty left to go in the first half. So gut, gut check for Middleton. A lot of pride here. Uh, Verona's going to get the second half kickoff. They do not want to give them momentum, another score, and then the ball coming out of halftime. Kittleson fakes the handoff, looks pressure. to throw as pressure in his face, throws the jump ball up, and he comes down with it. So that was number 21, Aiden Hack, on the reception. And quickly back up to the line, 102 left to go in the first half. Kittleson in the pistol, two receivers to the right, single receiver to the left. Goes a hard count, then looks over to the near side. Kittleson pulls his mouth guard out of his hand, then puts it back in. Gets the chest high snap, hands it off to Ingram on a stretch run to the far side. There is a flag that flies, though, as... Ingram's brought down at the 25-yard line. Tell you, on that last play, Hack looked like he was about 6'2", 6'3". On that leap, he's only 5'11", but he just won that jump ball. That's one of those 50-50 balls you got to have. And another penalty. And that penalty will back up the Wildcats of Verona. 45 seconds left. Here in the first half again, Verona leads seven to nothing. It was a six-yard Trey Ingram touchdown run that came off of a blocked punt that the Wildcats recovered. Kittleson in the pistol, trips bunch to the far side, to his left, single receiver to the right. He's got Ingram two yards behind him. Chest high snap, looks to the near side, fires. That was a high pass, and that was incomplete. That was intended for Aiden Chapman. On the near side, news through his hands. Brings up a second and 16. 35 seconds now left in the second quarter.
Second down and 16 at the 36 of the Cardinals for Verona. Kittleson in the pistol. Two receivers left, single receiver to the right. He straddles the 40-yard line. Pitch to the near side for Ingram, and he's ripped down behind the line of scrimmage, and we've talked about him a lot. He makes another huge play in the backfield. Sam Pyloff. There's a timeout now. Recover 180 timeout. Reset, recharge, recover with recover 180. And that was a timeout by the Wildcats. So they do have one more recover 180 timeout with 26 seconds left. The team at Nations Lending Monona finds home financing solutions that are as unique as you are, whether you're buying your first home, your next home, or refinancing. They've got your back. They'll act as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership from drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues because that's how they help you home. Go to nationslending.com to get started today. Nations Lending, home loans made human. Third down and 20 for the Wildcats. Three receivers set, all of them to the far side, and now we've got another flag as Kittleson snaps the ball, and that'll be a false start on the Wildcats. That'll back them up even further. So Verona was looking to throw there on that third and 20. As they now back up even further, back to the 39 for a third and 25. Do you change your thoughts here if you're the Wildcats and maybe just think a screen or a draw play and get into the locker room? Don't want to turn it over. I'd just say run the ball and uh, go into halftime with that lead. Just take care of the football here. No turnovers. Don't want to give Middleton momentum. Kittleson from the pistol gets a knee-high yep, snap, looks to the near it. side to throw. He's going to take off to run with it. Yeah, yeah, Slides down at the 40. Smart. <laughs> Don't take a hit. Yeah, that looked and like it was gonna a... run it on. That should, that should be the last play. And it looked like that was a play where it was you get one read. If he's open, throw it. If he's not, just run with it and let the clock run down for Kittleson. And then there's going to be a whistle with 1.3 seconds left on the clock. That'll be a timeout. Recover 180 timeout for the Verona Wildcats with one second left. Dennis, I'm a little confused. I mean, I know you can't you can hear the, the Middleton coaches saying, no, just go to halftime. Don't call a timeout. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't give them any extra time on it. And then Verona calls the timeout. I just, why risk anything if you're Verona? You've got a 7 nothing lead at home. You're going to get the ball to start the half. You know, just go into the locker room. This is, you know, I'm not superstitious, Dennis, but I am a little stitious, and this would just not be. <laughs> a little stitious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, who would have thought 7-zip first half. I knew it was going to be a good ball yeah, game. I but... said it was going to be like Big Ten football. Oh, yep. I just. Didn't expect Iowa, old, South Dakota old State. Old quarterback. Big Ten football as Kittleson gets brought down for the sack. And that will end it. Garrett Ballwig picks up his first sack on the year. Seven to nothing our score. The Verona Wildcats lead the Middleton Cardinals at the half. We're going to take a short break. 
Because again, Middleton trails Verona seven to nothing. You're listening to the Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. ESPN, WTLX, Monona Madison. Halftime on Zimmer Conda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson with you in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Verona 7, Middleton nothing. Trey Ingram, a six-yard touchdown run in the second quarter. The lone score of the first half of this Week 4 rivalry game here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Halftime on Prep Mania, brought to you by the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Always fun, always family-friendly, and with four locations in the Madison area, it's never been easier to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions for lunch or dinner today. Visit GreatDanePub.com to find the location near you. Eastside, downtown, Fitchburg, or Hilldale, Great Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. We'll get you some halftime scores coming up in just a few minutes. This was the first game in the area to halftime tonight. Fast first half out Verona Area High School. Wildcats with a 7-0 lead on the Middleton Cardinals. In the meantime, time now to hear from our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. UW Credit Union's online and mobile banking goes above and beyond with top-rated service and security that exceeds industry standards. Learn more at uwcu.org. Middleton head football coach is Jason Pertzborn. Middleton head coach Jason Pertzborn's daughter is Sierra Pertzborn. She is this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Had a chance to catch up with the Dean, Dennis Semerow. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Sierra Pertzborn, Middleton High School. Welcome, Sierra. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Volleyball and basketball, uh, multiple sport athlete. What's that been like for you at Middleton, especially in the era of the pandemic? Yeah, besides the pandemic, it's been a really great experience. Um, it's really nice having an easy way to meet and connect with a bunch of people, a bunch of different girls, um, playing in different environments. It was really cool, and I'm glad I had the group of girls to experience it with. Now, you've been a uh, volleyball uh, pretty much since freshman year, right? Yes. Starter. Now, you're going to be pretty busy. Uh, you want to talk about a couple of things you have to get ready to go to the University of Toledo to play college volleyball. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. So my plan is um, taking out basketball and using that time to train as well as um, play club volleyball. Uh, I'm not sure where yet. Um, and then um, mid-June I will be taking off. And you get a chance to play maybe some international in the summer? Yep. Uh, my plan is to go to Australia and play for America's team for 10 days in July. Wow, so we're going to have to raise some funds for that, right? Yeah. We'll have to see what we can do to help get the community behind yeah, you, right? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, how'd you get your start in sports? What's the first thing you remember doing? Um, playing 3v3 basketball is really my first memory. Um, MBC, Middleton Basketball Club is what it was called, and it was just a bunch of girls from elementary schools in the MCPASD um, school district, and um, that's where I met some of my longtime friends that I'm still friends with now. I also tried soccer um, with the Middleton City Sports Department. Um, I tried tennis with them too, but I found three to stick with. When you look back on your time at Middleton High School, what's going to stand out the most about that? What do you remember? Yeah, the relationships I made and um, how successful we were together. Um, those connections are 
super important. I've made, I know I made lifelong friends from Middleton, and I'll always remember all the memories we made together. And uh, you'll attend uh, Division One uh, Toledo to study marketing or healthcare. Yes. And then play volleyball. And and uh, I guess wrapping up, uh, other things you're doing. You're a lifeguard this summer. I and, am. Uh, where do you work? And yeah. What other things do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I work at Hawks Landing Pool, where I've been a lifeguard for the past three years, including this year. Um, I've done some babysitting um, on top of volleyball training. Um, I went to nationals in the summer in Orlando. Um, we took third place there in the second division. It was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, kept busy. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll have a very busy senior year. Right? Yeah. Well, congratulations, Sierra. Thank our you. Our uh, ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Sierra Pertzborn, Middleton High School. Congrats. Thank you very much. Sierra Pertzborn, this week's UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Joining the Dean, Dennis Semerow. Thanks to UW Credit Union for their partnership with ESPN Madison, bringing you the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week each and every week here on 100.5 ESPN Madison. Find more from our Student Athletes of the Week on ESPN Madison's Facebook and Twitter accounts. Halftime, Zimberconda's presentation of Prep Mania, Verona 7, Middle to nothing. We'll get you caught up on some other scores from around the area next on the Great Dane Halftime Show on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. The Great Dane Halftime Show rolls on on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app at Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. A Trey Ingram six-yard touchdown run gives Verona a 7-0 lead at the half over Middleton. In our Prep Mania Game of the Week, Hunter Vaughn, Dennis Semero have the call for you. Second half coming up just a few minutes away here on 100.5 ESPN. Check the scores from around the area. Janesville Parker, Janesville Craig. Battle of Janesville in the Big A conference Parker with a 14-13 lead over Craig late first half in that one over at Monterey Stadium in Janesville meanwhile other scores in the big eight Madison West with a 7-0 lead over La Follette. No score reported for Madison East Madison Memorial. If you have one of those, 844-770-3776 or always tweet at ESPN Madison. Badger large conference action tonight. Sun Prairie West has never lost in school history. They are 3-0 in their inaugural season, but they're on the ropes hosting Milton tonight. The Redhawks with a 21-7 lead late in the second quarter. Sun Prairie East looking to get back in the win column after dropping two straight. They are crew and 21-0 up on Beaver Dam on the road tonight. First road game of the year for the Sun Prairie East Cardinals. Oregon at home with a 14-7 lead late second half, or excuse me, late second quarter over the winless Watertown Goslings. Badger small conference action. Mount Horror Barnevel, 2-1 on the year. They have a 19-7 lead on the road at Sauk Prairie coming up at halftime. DeForest looking for win number one on the season. Can't believe it's week four and we're saying that. Norskis 28-0 at home over Portage at halftime. No score reported for Stoughton and Fort Atkinson. Again, tweet at ESPN Madison if you got a score update for us in Fort Atkinson for the Vikings. And Ford Atkinson. Badger Conference crossover action closer than you might think it would be. Wanakee 12, Monona Grove 6 at the break. And one other score to report from the Capital Conference late second quarter. Beloit Turner in a tight one at Lodi. 14-10. Turner leads Lodi. We'll get you caught up with full scoreboard finals at the conclusion of this one. Unless, of course, we're the first game done tonight. The way the first half went, wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. 
We'll stay on with you. We'll get you some finals tonight. Best areas, high school sports coverage, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. My name is Jesse Nelson. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. And the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbraconda today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search vehicle inventory. Hunter Vaughn and Dennis Semerow from Verona Area High School have the call the second half. Verona 7, Middleton nothing. Second half next on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Seven nothing is our score at the half. The Verona Wildcats on top of the Middleton Cardinals as this is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search inventory dennis you know i said it a couple of times in that first half has a big 10 football kind of feel to it we've got a seven to nothing just kind of slog of a game here in the first half or some of the stats that stood out well we do not have a total of 200 yards offense between the two teams it's actually at 199 31 plays 142 yards for middleton Verona, which is leading, 18 plays for 57 yards. So great defensive effort on both sides. Uh, Falk, 14 carries, 86 yards as the statistical leader. Ingram has been held to nine carries for 24 yards, but he has that six-yard touchdown scamper. And it was a scamper inside, and boom, he got out. We're able to take advantage of a blocked punt in a short field. It was just a two-play, six-yard drive. So... Uh, middle, you know, it's been interesting between the kicking game and turnover, that one turnover. Uh, Middleton uh, wanted to win the turnover battle, and they're losing it. And it's a, been a it was a big one that block punt. Yeah, that was a huge one as it gave Verona the ball at the six yard line, and then Trey Ingram was able to scamper in for the lone touchdown of the first half. And Verona will be getting the ball to start this second half of action. It's- Cardinals will be kicking from left to right on your 100.5 ESPN radio dials. And the kick returners for Verona will be Trey Ingram and as well as Trey Poteet. Poteet, we've seen a bunch from him defensively, the cornerback. He's made a bunch of tackles in that first half. Yeah, he's received offers uh, from Notre Dame, uh, some SEC schools, like him lengthy, he's got great vertical and uh, great closing uh, speed in space. Uh, and he can play both offense and defense, which is why scouts and college scouts are really looking at him. He's only a sophomore. Alverson's kick, end over end. This might get into the end zone. It'll be taken right at the one-yard line. That's Ingram. Ingram slices up the middle across the 25 and brought down at the 30-yard line. It'll be first and 10 at the 30 for the Wildcats offense. And they're led by number one, the senior quarterback, Caden Kittleson. 
Kittleson and the offense take the field. He'll be in the pistol. He's got Wilcom as the single receiver wide to the left. He's got two receivers to the right as Kittleson. Ingram directly behind him in the pistol. Now Wilcom comes into motion. Nei snaps, sprint out to the near side, fires to the near sideline. And there's a grab by Gavin Farrell. That'll be a pickup of seven on first down. Farrell came in as the leading receiver with nine catches for 117 yards and two scores. Uh, first half, uh, Kittleson just eight, five of eight. But uh, again, uh, when you only have the ball for, what was it, uh, 18 plays in the first half, just not a lot of opportunities to throw the ball. And those two touchdowns both came last week in their 53-6 to win over Madison East for Farrell. Kittleson in the pistol. Hand off to the near side for Ingram, and there's a flag down as Ingram stumbles down at the 45, and it's just every time Ingram, other than that touchdown run, really, has been able to get any sort of space, all of a sudden, flags fly. Second illegal block, a clip maybe there. Uh, bringing it back. And there's a conference of three officials at the 35 and they'll pick up the flag, start marking it back. It looks like that'll actually just be a holding penalty. Now the referee having a conversation with that looks like Michael Cumber, I believe. So it'll be second and 18. Line of scrimmage at the 22. Kittleson, play action, rolls out. He has Wilkham on the far side, breaks the tackle in the backfield, tries to get past another defender, but he is met by a conclave of Cardinals. Pickup of about four yards for the Wildcats. Moving up third down and 14 now for Verona. Wilkham will head to the bench. Kittleson looks to the near sideline to get the hand signals from the coaching staff of the Wildcats before he brings the play in to his huddle. Third and 14 at the 26. Kittleson in the pistol. Lone receiver wide to the left, two receivers to the near side. Sprint out to the near side. Kittleson's being chased by the pass rush. He'll get a pass off, and that'll be complete at the 35. And that's Gavin Farrell again on the near sideline. Not enough for the first down, though, as the punting unit comes on for the Wildcats. Yeah, Kittleson had a rollout to his right, but he got a nice block from the blind side from Ingram there just to... Uh, keep that to extend that play and then be able to at least get something out of it ten minutes now left to go in the third quarter line drive punt bounces at the 35 and takes a middle 10 bounce before it is touched at the 34 yard line it'll be now a first down and 10 for the Middleton Cardinals. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. In their 60th year, Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers and their customers want more. Join a winning team, immediate openings at 
new higher pay rates on both first and second shift at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. First down and 10 for the Cardinals. That play is blown up. Is Bryce Falk may be able to get a yard? Uh, looks, looks like, like got, yeah, the marker almost, on that yeah. far side. They're going to give him that was maybe a little bit of, you know, the benefit of the doubt there. I thought he maybe just got to the line. But it'll be a second down and nine now at the 35 for Middleton. 9-18 left to go in the third quarter. Both teams playing like this is a conference championship game, which it very well could be. Low snap to Piscini out of the gun. He fires across the middle, has his man across midfield. That's divine. He brings it across the 45 and down to the 41 of Verona. And divine had that drop that was right in his chest in the first half. He made up for it that time. Huge gain, and now it's a first down, and the Cardinals are in to Wildcat territory. A 24-yard pickup on that play. Longest plays of the night. First and 10 at the 41. Cassini in the gun. Trips bunch to the right. Single receiver to the left. Falk flanking him to the left. Waist high snap. Handoff to Falk. He takes it over to the right side. Breaks the tackle at the 40. Still going inside the 35. Moving his legs. Has the first down. And he's inside the 30. Down to the 28 of the Wildcats. Caleb uh, Ressler, 6'2", 270-pound guard, left guard, was trying to lead the way there. He pulled and uh, leading the interference, and it was a great run there. And Falk just kind of held on to the back of his jersey and said, okay, I'll follow you all the way down for a first down. First and 10 at the 28 for Middleton. He'll flip the formation now, three receivers to the left and a bunch, single receiver to the right. This time, Piscini will hang on to it. He's inside the 25. Brought down at the 21. Pickup of seven. I'll actually give him another yard, so it'll be a pickup of eight. Second down and two now. Yeah, Middleton able to run the ball successfully in the first half. Uh, just uh, penalties, getting behind the chain a couple, chains a couple of times is what uh, ended up ending their drives. Subtle now checks in for Middleton at running back. He's flanking Piscini in the gun to his right. Piscini goes with a hard count, knee-high snap, hands it off to Subtle to the left, and he is met at the line of scrimmage, spins away from a tackle in the 20. Pickup of two. Andrew Fox, 68, reserve lineman there on the tackle. They'll mark him just short of the first down, so it'll be a third down. They'll show third down and one. Forward here at Verona Area High School. We're inside seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Middleton goes with their power set, two fullbacks. Pacini keeps it. He pushes forward down to the 15. That'll be a first down now for Middleton. This is right in the area where Middleton had that holding penalty that stalled a huge drive in the first half when they started at their own one-yard line. Yeah, they were able to get it to the 20, and then the hold 
and a couple of short passes, and then they end up having a punt on that series. Plenty of time left here, but uh, from a confidence standpoint, Middleton really needs to punch this one in. Subtle will stay in at running back. They're going to go with that trips formation again. Pacini again on in the gun. He's got his heels on the 20. Trips to his left. Subtle flanking him to the right. Lone receiver to the right. Waist high snap. Pacini looking oh, right. Has the ball it. swatted at. He's got to take off and run with it. He is down to the 10-yard line and knocked out of bounds at the 9. It was almost a huge play for Verona. Ends up being a pickup of five, so now second down and five for the Cardinals. And Pacini, the junior quarterback, great job with the awareness in the pocket that time. Had a pass rush coming from his blind side. You could tell he felt it yep. coming and just was like, okay, I've got to go and run now. Yeah, Jacob Bindle, 52, was right in his uh, wheelhouse, and he was able to escape him and pick up some good yardage. Subtle with the handoff Touchdown. up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown, Cardinals. Find that right side of the Middleton offense. Jackson Mefford at uh, 6'3", 285, and the right tackle, Alex Nelson, 6'6", 285. Just power football right there. A 10-yard touchdown run from Trey Subtle. And now there's actually... They haven't put it up on the board yet. There's a flag down at the four. Oh, no. No. So this one's coming back. Oh, geez, Middleton. The proverbial shooting yourself in the foot. And that's what I get for talking about that penalty earlier. The broadcaster curse. Now it's second down and ten. As the ball goes back to the ten-yard line. As the Cardinals break the huddle, they'll go with that power formation again. Pacini under center, two fullbacks with Subtle still in at running back. Pacini goes a hard count. He's going to drop back to pass, play action, rolls to the near side, fires into the end zone. That's caught in the end zone. This time it's a touchdown. Owen Coney, the senior tight end, 6'5 tight end, climbed the ladder. Pulled the ball in and gets the touchdown to put the Cardinals on the board. 5.55 left to go here in the third quarter. Cooney came in with uh, three catches for 23 yards. First touchdown. And Helverson here to attempt the extra point to even the score. And Middleton finally able to overcome some penalties. And the kick is up, and it is good. 7-7, seven to seven our score. 5.55 left to go in the third quarter. We're all tied up. We're going to take a short break, as this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Seven to seven, our score. Five fifty-five left in the third quarter. After Gabe Pacini hit Owen Coney in the end zone for the ten-yard touchdown pass. And Dennis, you know, 
First it, half, Middleton can't overcome the adversity of that bad holding penalty as they had a long drive going. This time, they have a long drive going, and they're able to overcome a penalty and still get into the end zone. They play 66-yard drive. Took almost four minutes off the clock there. Nice little curl pattern to the left uh, for Acuna, and uh, he's able to uh, reel it in. Just the uh, second touchdown pass of the season for Pacini, but very well-timed there just when they needed it. Halverson's kick goes into the end zone for a touchback. Verona will start with the ball first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Kittleson in the offense. They look over to the near sideline to get their play call in as he'll be in the pistol. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right for Kittleson. Kittleson's going to hand it off to Ingram on the near side. Able to make a couple of moves. Picks up five on first down. Hamilton closing those gaps pretty quickly here tonight. Uh, Just not letting him get into the secondary where he can do some major damage. Now on second down, they'll move the ball back a yard, so it'll be second and six at the 24. Kittleson, chest high pass, looks to the near side to fire to Wilcom. He's got the completion across the 30. That'll be enough for a first down, Wildcats. And now Verona, after that long drive for Middleton, they've got to try and figure out a way to respond. 5.18 left to go in the third quarter, tied up at 7. Trips bunch to the near side. Kittleson goes hard count. He's able to get the nose tackle offsides. My big pet peeve, those nose tackles jumping offsides, Dennis. That good, was good call by Kittleson there. Yeah. And now, now you got first and five short field. It can do an awful lot here. And that's what happens when you're you know, Verona and you complete a couple of quick passes. All of a sudden, the D-line, if you can go with that hard count, they want to try and get going quickly, and they jump off sides. Ingram takes the handoff to the right side, makes a couple of moves, picks up four, brings up a th- Second down and one now at the 39. Garrett Ballwig and Jack Madigan there on the tackle. Second down and one. Trips bunch to the left. Single receiver to the right for Kittleson as he straddles the 35-yard line. Handoff to Ingram. He's met in the backfield. He's going to be brought down. Loss of one on the play. There was a host of Cardinals there. Looked like the entire three-man front of this 3-4 defense for Middleton was in the backfield. Yeah, nothing going on that one. So, now, <laughs> that's the first and five. 
finding it hard sledding here the rest of the way. Nothing in two plays. Third down and one at the 39. Ingram again. They'll hand it off up the middle. It looks like he'll have enough for the first down. He will as he's across the 40 down to the 41. Pickup of two for Ingram. First and 10 now for Verona as we're inside four minutes left to go in the third quarter. 3.45 currently. Kittleson has deuces to the right, single receiver to the left out of the pistol. Now we'll bring a man in motion from the left side. Takes the chest high snap, hands it off to Ingram. Ingram breaking tackles at the line. Sprints forward and is finally brought down at the 49. Not quite across midfield, though. Still on Verona's side of midfield. Now that a little, is a pickup of eight. Yeah, a little confidence there. Middleton's got that si huge size advantage. About 60-plus pounds defensive front versus the offensive line. But uh, Verona able to get some blocks and find the gaps there for Ingram to squeeze through. And Nice, uh, consistent drive here as we run a couple of minutes off the clock. Kittleson again out of the pistol, straddling the 45. Man in motion. Hand off again to Ingram. Ingram gets chased down from behind as he is able to get across midfield and gets the first down. That was Gus Wenning, the 6'1", 225-pound senior linebacker, chased him down. But not before your... Ingram was able to pick up the first down. It'll be a first and 10 at the 49 of Middleton. Verona working from left to right on your radio dials. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. Chest high snap to Kittleson. He hands it off to Ingram. Ingram tried to spin away from a tackle, but unable to do so after he picked up five on first down. All of a sudden now, Trey Ingram starting to pick up a little bit of momentum for this Verona offense. Yeah, it's a young, uh, young defensive line for Middleton, one of the youngest ones that uh, the Cardinals have had in years, according to Coach Pertzborn. Uh, you got a, a sophomore and a couple of juniors starting there, but you got to like those linebackers with Piloff and Wenning, Balwig and, and uh, Madigan, and then the defensive secondary getting someone like Thomas D'Onofrio transfer in there. It's like a freight train. So that uh, this is going to be one of the best defenses, I think, around here by the end of the season. And the defense put a little bit of pressure on Kittleson on second down as his second down pass attempt sailed on him. Third down and five now for Verona. Kittleson Breaks the huddle. He'll have two receivers to his left for third and five at the 44 of Middleton. Single receiver to the right. He extends his arms out, chest high. And that'll be end up being a first down as Middleton uh -huh. jumped off sides yeah. again. And I mentioned it earlier on this drive. Verona, they're doing a lot of these quick passes, and you can just tell that the front for Middleton, they want to get into the backfield as quickly as they can. They're trying to time up that snap. But Kittleson, he's out there looking like Aaron Rodgers, drawing guys off sides. It looks like with a mark, it's just going to be shy the first down. See, and I thought for sure they had it across, just across the 45. So then with, to get that first down at 
off of that penalty, but it'll make it a third down and half a yard for Verona. They'll spread it out, two receivers to the near side, single receiver to the left. Hand off to Ingram, he'll take it over to the right side. Has plenty for the first down. He's brought down at the 36-yard line. A minute 15 left to go in the third quarter. We're tied up seven apiece. It was 7-0 at the half off of a six-yard Trey Ingram touchdown run for Verona. Then Middleton answered back with 5.55 left to go here in the third quarter on a 10-yard pass to the tight end, Owen Coney. And just uh, Verona's sixth possession of the game. You've got to make everyone count here. These got some long drives. Uh, we haven't seen the quick strikes we have the last couple of weeks on Friday Ingram nights. Ingram again as we're inside a minute on first down. He's hit at the line, able to fall forward. Wenning loses his helmet on that tackle, and he'll have to head out. So we're now down to 35 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Now down to 30. Verona making a couple of substitutions as they look to the near sideline for their play call. Now down to 20 seconds. Going to have to hurry up here if they want to try and get this playoff before the end of the quarter. Now down to 15 Trips bunched up to the far side, single receiver to the near side. Seven seconds left now for Kittleson and the Wildcats. Pitch to Ingram to the far side. He'll stumble forward inside the 30, and that will do it for the third quarter. 7-7 seven to seven is our score through three quarters of action. GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy offers training programs for players of all ages and skill levels. Find the program that fits your training goals and schedule with this position player programs, pitching programs, foot speed and fielding camps, power development. Reach your potential at the 52,000 square foot state-of-the-art indoor training facility. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. We'll take a 30-second break here as we get set for the fourth quarter of action. 7-7 seven to seven is our score. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. The fourth quarter begins here from Verona Area High School as the Wildcats have a third down and four, and they'll hand it off to Trey Ingram. It's going to be close to that first down. It looks like they'll give him three yards on third down. So it's a fourth down and one. And, Dennis, we're just starting the fourth quarter. It looks like Verona is going to keep their offense out there and go for it on fourth and one. Neither team set a field goal this year. So uh, why they, I think they have competent kickers. They want touchdowns going to need to win this one. And Verona's Drew Charlton only attempted one field goal on the year. Coming into tonight, he was 8 of 12 on extra points. It'll be a three receiver set. Two to the right, single receiver to the left. For Kittleson, he's in the pistol. He's got Ingram directly behind him. Kittleson gets the hard count, chin high snap. Hands it off to Ingram. He goes to the right, and he is brought down. He's going to be close. Middleton is saying that he was stopped. It's going to depend on the spot here. No signal yet from the officials. And it is a turnover on downs. Huge stop for the Middleton defense. Verona was driving. 
Got it down to the 32, or, or excuse me, the 27-yard line, but unable to get that extra yard was Verona to keep the drive moving. 14-play drive that took uh, over uh, six minutes and nothing to show for it. Sounds very similar to a Middleton drive we saw in the first half. 11.08 left to go in the fourth quarter. Middleton will start in the shotgun. Passini gets the waist high snap, hands it off to Falk. Falk has a bunch of running room, and he is going to be brought down close to the first down marker. Then they'll move it back a little bit. I thought he stumbled ahead and got across, but they're going to give him, well, they will give him 10 yards now. At first, it looks like they were going to give him nine and three quarters and mark him just short of the first down marker. Instead, it'll be a first and ten for the Cardinals. Back to that four-receiver set, two to each side. Passini's in the gun. He's got Falk flanking him to the left. Hard count again from Passini. Knee-high snap. Gives it again to Falk. Falk cuts it up the middle, keeps his legs moving. He's across the 40 and brought down at the 43, and then there's going to be a number of flags flying. Uh Uh-oh. That's going to be a late hit penalty. An unsportsmanlike probably coming against... Verona. It's going to be a sideline warning. And there's the personal foul call. And they're going to say it's actually offsetting. <laughs> Normally, it, okay, you know, do we the, count that as two penalties? <laughs> no, one in each know, one. It, it really <laughs> should, but. You know, normally the old rule, the cliche, is they're going to call the guy that reacts and makes that second move. That time the officials saw both of them and said, nope, we're just going to call it offsetting. You were both being knuckleheads. And let's move on with play. 10.30 remaining in the game, 7-7 our score. Second down and five now for the Middleton Cardinals. Sini in the gun, looks to the near side, quick flag. throw, hits Devine. There is a flag. Devine turns upfield and is brought down at the 46. It looks like there's going to be a holding penalty, so this one is going to be moving back. And now... Waiting to see, and there's another sideline warning. And there will be a holding penalty called against Middleton. The officials are not giving the coaching staffs or the head coaches any leeway with getting out into the that yeah. big white mark of the sideline. So that's our third sideline warning now of the game. One for Middleton and two now for Verona. The officials still talking. Yeah, conversing, trying to figure out what's going on. And while they're taking a break, I'll tell you about the team at Nations Lending Monona as they find home financing solutions that are unique as you are. Whether you're buying your first home or your next home or refinancing, they've got your back. They'll act as your personal advocates to inspire the true sense of home ownership. From drinks on the patio to blanket forts in the living room to the smell of backyard barbecues because that's how they help 
you home. Go to nationslending.com to get started today. Nations Lending, home loans made human. All right, drop the puck here. Come on, guys. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in none of the officials. Now, are we well, going to mark it off, or what are we going to do here, guys? Come on. There's this uh, miscommunication or officials just... Well, it looks like they marked off. You got together. Now make a decision here. This is what uh, upsets coaches and players when you kind of drag it out here. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, and it's it's always a tough line, right, Dennis? I mean, you want to, as a fan, as a broadcaster, as a player, a coach, you want to make sure that things are the right, right call. call. And you So you're okay with the officials wanting to make sure that they're doing their job the right way. So this is not an easy job at all to be an official. But it's also, there's a certain moment where you just start to get antsy. You're like, I, I want to play. I want to okay, go. Let's on. go. Yeah. Even, somebody's got to make a call here. That's what the head official is supposed to be. So, so no, no, the call and the holding. So I believe what happened here, you know, one of the benefits of having the coaching staffs up here in the yeah. box near us, they walked off the holding penalty for Middleton. Then they put on the sideline penalty for Verona, which then negated everything, and we're at second and five. The 43-yard line, and now we'll have a fraction as the center double-clutched the snap. So that will still back things up for Middleton. So as we had a really fast-moving game all the way up until this 10-16 mark, we're going to say we've come to a screeching halt. Yeah, we like running clocks, natural running clocks. Yes. Means you're running the ball, and all of a sudden now we're like, could we be the first game finished? And now, no, now we're now the penalties are kicking in. This is the most penalized game I think we've called this year. Of course, it'd be the first game that I call with you. That yeah, we get it's, all it's of your, these penalties. <laughs> we'll blame you, Honor. It it's is your my fault. fault. <laughs> Second and nine now for the Cardinals as we start action again. Pacini in the gun, two receivers to each side. Handoff to Falk. He's going to cut over to the left side. Wanted to break a tackle at that 40, but he is wrapped up and brought down at the 42. So after all of that, Dennis, we went from a second and five to a third and five. Inside 10 minutes now left to go in the game. Again, we're tied up at seven here from Verona Area High School. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with Dennis Sumrau. Cassini in the gun. That same four-receiver set. Balanced with two receivers to each side. Cassini gets the chest-high snap. Looks to throw. Fires to the far sideline. And he... Nearly had the completion. Aiden Cleary had the ball in his hands, started to turn up field, and then all of a sudden took a hit and ended up dropping the pass. That'll bring up a fourth down and five, and the punter Owen Halverson comes out onto the field. Yeah, we got a nice uh, breakup there by Alec Fernandez. I think for Verona was in on that play to give him credit for uh, helping that incompletion along. Got a feeling the last team with the ball is going to be uh, winning this one. To the 18 on the punt. And the punt taken in at the 18, breaking a couple of tackles. He's across the 30 and then finally brought down at the 37-yard line. As on that return for Verona, that was number 10, Cody Garrison. 
Uh, nope. Oh, sorry. I knew I was going to make that mistake <laughs> once. The program has Garrison Cody listed as Cody Garrison. And I knew I was going to do it once, Dennis. I was just <laughs> waiting on it. Uh, it was going to catch one of us. I'm pretty sure Colin Russo and Jesse Nelson back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios had the over-under on that sitting somewhere in the third corner. So if they put the over on that, they definitely won. Kittleson hands off on first down to Ingram. He makes a great move, started to the left, breaks back to the right, up the middle, and picks up four on first down. Actually, they'll give him another yard, five. Oh, and looks like we've got, we got a, somebody shaking up there for Verona. So while there's a stoppage on the field for that injury, let me take a second to tell you about Sorry, my page decided to flip over on me there, Dennis, as I was trying to. Oh, we got plenty of time here for you. Team at Canopy Wealth Management, as they believe community is everything, and they are consistently working towards the betterment of our community. That's why they've partnered with Gilda's Club, the Madison Capitals, Kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're consistently striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. Yeah, Ingram was the player that was shaking up on it, but he walked off after, on his own power. To take his helmet off, though, so it looks like he's going to be out here for a little bit. Second down and five for Kittleson out of the pistol. He th wants to throw far side, and that's two high over the head of Jake Wilcom. Brings up a third down and five. And 57. Still plenty of time left in this game here, but the way both teams like to run... Um, it's going to come down to a pass play or turnover here. Or we could get our first field goal of the game. We have we that game-winning field goal this year. First field goal of the, se of the season for these teams. Third down and five. Kittleson's in the pistol. Two receivers to the left, single receiver to the right. He's going to throw, looking near side. Now he's got to scramble. He's going to take off to run with it along the near sideline. He steps out of bounds, close to the first down marker. They will give it to him out at the 49. The first down was at the 48-yard line. That'll be a first and 10 Wildcats. Dominic Frost, uh, hot and heavy after, after uh, Kittleson there, but uh, able to... Uh, at 6'3", 290, not quite the speed the quarterback's got. So no. Kittleson was able to, uh, to scramble to his left and pick up the uh, first down here. Kittleson getting close to getting into positive yards rushing on the season. He's sitting at negative 19 coming into today, taking a number of sacks and some losses. Does have two rushing touchdowns, though. Kittleson will drop back to pass, and as they say that, he has pressure in his face, tries to get out of bounds, oh. and they're going to call a late hit, hit on Middleton. As that was number five, Thomas D'Onofrio, the junior safety, just gave enough of a shove as Kittleson was stepping out of bounds that 
they threw the flag for that late hit. That's a biggie. That's a 15-yarder. So, you know, another first down by penalty. And it should put the ball at the uh, 35. As he's marking it off, 15, yep. Nope, oh, it, more than that. So they're going to actually give 33. So a huge penalty. That brings the line of scrimmage now to the 38-yard line. Or excuse me, oh, 33. 33. Yeah, so they actually gave uh, Kittleson four yards on that uh, the keeper. And then the 15-yard penalty now, big Big play for Verona here. First and 10 at the 33. Handoff up the middle, but nowhere to go. A loss of two. Back to the 35. As Wenning was in there from his middle linebacker spot, uh, as was Asher Kalaji, the defensive end for the Cardinals. Amir Ogunmula, Ogunmula, the uh, uh, backup uh, running back last week. Well, he's, he I was over 100 yards. He's got uh, one touchdown. First carry for him tonight, though. He had a big week last week in that uh, big win over East for the uh, Wildcats. Kittleson now on second down as pressure coming, wants to throw. Fires down the far sideline, and that is over the head his intended receiver, Gavin Farrell. As Kittleson had to get rid of that one quickly. He had Sam Piloff barreling down on him. Piloff wanted his second sack of the season. Last year, Piloff, 12 and a half sacks on the year. This year, he's only got one. This team's definitely saying, you know what, we're going to double-team Piloff. We're going to chip him as much as we can. We don't want him to get going yeah. in the pass rush game. He was the uh, Big 8 Conference outside linebacker of the year. 18 tackles for loss, too. Six forced fumbles, though, so you know he hits. That's a guy you have to game plan for. Yeah. You don't game plan for many defensive players, but you do for uh, Sam. 7.59 to go. Kittleson gets a knee-high snap. He's going to pass. Oh. Actually, now he'll take off the run with it. He has plenty of room across the 25, slides down close to the 20. And they'll say he started his slide at the 21. It should be enough for the first down. That it definitely is. is. So Kittleson with a huge scramble, and now he's got himself positive yards on the season running the ball. Yeah, high school sacks get taken off of the rushing yardage, not the passing yardage. So the quarterback's yards usually a yeah. little bit uh, deceiving. But as we can see, uh, he can beat you with his legs as well as his arm. Still feels good for a quarterback to say that he has positive rushing yards yes. on the year. Ogan Mola gets stood up at the line of scrimmage. And they'll give him a half yard on first down. So it'll be second down and nine and a half for Verona as we're down to 6.50 left to go. Wildcats. Looking over to the near sideline as they get the play call in from the coaches. Kittleson breaks the huddle. Deuces to his left, single receiver to the right. Ogan Mula two yards behind him out of the pistol. Kittleson brings his receiver into motion from the right side. 
Sprints out to the left, fires to the near side, has a completion, and that's Gavin Farrell. Picks up five on second down. Makes it a third down and five now. So they'll give him six to make it third and four. Checking to see uh, Ingram still sitting on the bench. Helmet is off. And also on the be- uh, on the sidelines with his helmet off uh, is the other tailback who's been uh, carrying the ball for Verona tonight. That's Kittleson's going to throw. Has a completion to Farrell, but there is a flag being thrown. It looks like there was some pre-snap movement. And that is what they're going to call. Middleton coaches up here in the press uh, box wanting that illegal motion. It looks like, it looked like that time that Verona, they've been using a lot of that wide receiver motion, and he just got going a little too vertical, going towards the line of scrimmage before the snap. Going to be a big decision here coming up. you got two third down long. Are you going to go two plays to try to pick up the first down? Or are you going to... Try that, that uh, to make the first field goal. Just need points up on the board, and then but there's still plenty of time for Middleton to have a nice long drive and come back and win it with a touchdown. I'm personally a fan of the two plays here. Use all the downs that you have. Because it's another pass for Kittleson. He's going to throw to the far corner. That's knocked away. Is that uh, Helen Brand number three? I think. On the that coverage. was Hayden Hellenbrand, the 5'10 senior corner. Knocking the ball away on third down. So the special teams unit does come out. So this would be a 38-yard field goal attempt. I think where they're going to mark it. You can actually mark it at the 20, 27. Yeah, so it'll be a 37-yard attempt. Charlton's kick, end over end, splits the uprights and is good. 6-16 left to go in the game. Verona takes a 10-7 lead. As this is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Zimbrick Honda, for nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a newer used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or head to ZimbrickHonda.com to search inventory. 10 to 7 our score now off of that Drew Charlton field goal. He now moves to 1 for 2 on the year for field goals for the Wildcats. 10 play 41 yard drive, 3 minutes 2 seconds. Got by that 37 yard field goal. Now pressure's on Middleton. Uh, they need to get in field goal position and they have the kicker that can do it. Uh, Halverson's a very good kicker. And with 6.16 left to go, plenty of time, but it just feels like every single point in this game absolutely is going to matter with six, just over six minutes left to go. Charlton's kick. High end over end. Taken by Devine at the three. Across the 10, 15, 20, and then spins down at the 23-yard line. There's an injured 
player down on the field for the Cardinals. So while we have a short break. The Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994 with four locations in the Madison area. It's easy to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Visit GreatDanePub.com to find a pub near you. Now, Dennis, I moved to Madison, the Madison area, a little over a year and a half now ago. I have yet to go to the Great Dane. Mm. You're going there, Dennis. What should I order the first time I go there? What's your go-to food? Uh, sorry. Um, I'm an iced tea drinker, so I don't get a brew when I go there. We're going to talk to Strofer about his choice. Yeah, but, but they've uh, got great food foods, there. Yeah. Great burgers, burgers are really good. Burgers, I love a good burger. I'm definitely going to have to give that a try. It's been a while, but now that uh, you know we're uh, going to be rotating the show there, yeah, i got to start uh, putting that on my Monday schedule. Yeah. Yeah, the Great Dane Huddle. You can hear the Alex Strofe with Derek Engler and Tarek Sala. The boys. The boys Monday are back in nights. town. First down and 10 for the Middleton Cardinals. They'll go into power formation. Subtle gets the handoff, takes it over to the left, only picks up a yard, though. He's got to fire up the uh, Verona defense uh, offense, getting some points on the board, knowing that if you can get a stop here and put the ball back in your offense's hands and let them run clock, you could uh, ice the game. You know, Middleton, uh, they, they have to put the backs against the wall. You cannot assume you're going to have to punt and be able to get the ball back, so they're going to have to do it on this drive. Second down and nine at the 26 for the Cardinals. Piscini under center, two fullbacks, single running back. Sini goes hard count again. They're going to go subtle to the left again. This time he's across the 30. Brought down. They'll bring up a third down and five for the Cardinals. This is truly David versus Goliath. When you look at the uh, the size of the lines for Middleton tonight and the 60-pound advantage on both sides over Verona, and these Wildcats are scrappy. <laughs> I like this team under coach, first-year coach Andrew Riley. He's got these kids playing at a high level. And we're going to have a recover 180 timeout on this third down and five. The Verona Wildcats use their first timeout of the second half as we will take a 10-second break for station identification as you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania. This is Barry Alvarez. Hey, Madison. Pat Richter here. For great coverage of your Wisconsin Badgers, stay tuned to 100.5 ESPN. WTLX Monona. ESPN Madison. On Wisconsin. 10-7 our score. 4.53 remaining in this game. Verona leads Middleton as this is a recover 180 timeout. Reset, recharge, and recover with recover 180. Recover 180 is the premium functional hydration solution for everyone who lives life on the go, on the field, in the gym, or at the office. Recover 180 is the drink that will help you keep feeling your absolute best. 
with only 60 calories and three times more electrolytes than other leading sports drinks. Recover 180 improves energy, reduces stress, and offers rapid relief uh, and recovery from dehydration. Third down and five. Pacini will take off to try and run with it. He doesn't get the first down, and there is a flag that Brandon Zier met him right there, and then a host of uh, Wildcats, a pack of Wildcats, got after him. Now, Dennis, I'm not sure if it's actually a pack, though, when it's Wildcats. Is it? I know a group of cats herd? is called a clouder. A clouder? How about a herd? So, <laughs> what do you call it? Cats? You've heard the expression? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, we got three. My daughter's cat is with us right now. we got three in the house. And they're all independent as hell. <laughs> None of them like language. to cuddle with you, Dennis? Oh, no, they do. Actually, I've got a big red guy, and he comes um, up and does heads butts. Ah. Head butts. That means that he's uh, marking you, that you're his. And with uh, Grandpa's uh, boy, my daughter's cat with us, a little jealousy in the household. They're both uh, fine for attention. We have uh, a conference of officials right now. I think that'd be the correct term to use for a group of officials (laughs) gaggle (laughs) a gaggle of officials hold middleton and it is a holding penalty against middleton Uh, they look at the game film they're gonna they're just gonna kick themselves opportunities beginning with that first long drive they had in the first half that um starting on their one yard line it got shut down because of a holding penalty and just uh getting pushed behind the chains too many times tonight and that was uh one of the keys was win the turnover battle. We only had that blocked punt so far. That's the only turnover you get to call that in this game. Third down and 10 for Middleton. Line of scrimmage at the 30. They need to get to, or excuse me, is at the 25. They need to get to the 35. Pacini sprint out to the near side, looking to throw. Fires near side. Broken up. And that is incomplete, broken up, intended for Dayton Devine. That was number 22, Trey Poteet again. And you can see why those Division oh, I yes. are interested. I like this kid. He's uh, really breaks on the ball fast. He's uh, got all passion out there. He's really firing his team up, too. And again, Trey Poteet, he's a sophomore. I feel really big, bad for the rest, the rest of, of the Big, big eight, 8 for the next so two years. And oh he's a two-way my. player. You're going to see him make an impact on offense before this year's out, i got a feeling. Fourth down and 10, 428 to go. Middleton tries to fake it, breaks a tackle in the backfield to the near side, and he's oh, spun down, down at the 30. Turnover on downs after the fake punt. And I can't tell who made that tackle for Verona. He's just being mugged by his teammates on the near side. So that'll bring up a first and 10 now for Verona with a chance to, I think, Dennis, maybe ice this game with 422 left to go. Well, you got a short field 30. Here you want to punch one in. If they can uh, run clock, punch it in here and get that 10-point lead, it's going to be too much for Middleton to overcome. And we have a whistle on the field. I don't believe this was a recover 180 timeout, but we will take Injury, a break alongside 
with them is it's 4.22 left to go in the fourth quarter. Verona leads Middleton 10-7. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Maybe. First down and 10 at the 30 for the Verona Wildcats after they stopped a fake punt from Middleton. And on first down, it'll be a run to the near side. Yep, Ingram's back in the game. And Ingram is back in the game, but there's a flag that's going to go against the Wildcats of Verona. Illegal motion. Like, uh, that illegal motion penalty again. We've seen that twice now. Where again, Verona likes to bring a receiver into motion and they start trying to get a little momentum so they can turn up field. But then just gets too far up field too soon. So that'll back up the Wildcats to the Middleton 40 now for a first down and 20. Ball spotted on the near hash mark as Verona works from right to left. Kittleson. And the clock is running. Yep. Inside four minutes now. Deuces to the right, single receiver to the left. Kittleson straddling the 44. Oh, right tackle moved. Ah. And another penalty is going to back up Verona. That was the right tackle, Spencer Harrington, the senior, just took that extra step. Or not that extra step, that early step. Just lunge. Trying yeah, to, lunge. Trying to get going fast. So we'll have a first and 25 now at the 45. You just said he caught him leaning, leaning, and then he can't, once you lean, you can't, uh, that much weight. No. You can't, you can't bring it back. Now the clock starts up again, so <laughs> losing yardage here, but you're still burning clock time. Yep. And this is good clock management here. Verona, yeah. the enemy of the time is the enemy of Middleton. Kittleson, chin-high snap, hands it off up the middle. That'll be a pickup of a couple. Tackle. Yeah, and very know with his dad as a coach, he knows about uh, protecting the football in this point. You know, ball security is number one for Verona. You're not worried about making a first down or a touchdown or anything. You want to run clock and protect the football. And uh, if you got to turn it back over, then your defense has got to come through. It's the team aspect of football. You got to have your back each side. You got to believe the other one can make the plays when they need them. And defense right now, and uh, we did get a timeout there by Middleton. And that is a recover 180 timeout. Reset, recharge, and recover with recover 180. GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. GRB Academy offers training programs for players of all ages and skill levels. Find the program that fits your training goals and schedule with them this fall. Position player programs, pitching programs, foot speed and fielding camps. Power development as well. Reach your potential at the 52,000 square foot state-of-the-art indoor training facility. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. Second down and 24. 
And there's a huge run. There's going to be a, a face mask penalty on that one. As Ingram's back in the game, huge play, and now there's going to be a hat that flies. So it looks like there's going to be a couple of penalties here again. Ingram had a huge run, broke a number of tackles. He was brought down at the 35, but it was by the face mask. But then... So the first signal from the referee looked like there was a holding penalty that he signaled. And we've got a face mask as well. And then an unsportsmanlike that was called. So Dennis, if I'm seeing that right, we had three penalties on that play. <laughs> so three for the price of one. Yeah. So, so the end result is that Verona will be moving the ball forward. So on top of that huge run from Trey Ingram. 15 first and 10 on the 20 now. And the worst part about it is it gives the first down to Verona. And that unsportsmanlike win against Middleton. So it'll be first and 10 at the 20. 3.15 remaining in the game. The Wildcats of Verona lead 10 to 7. Now Middleton's going to have to call their timeouts. Hopefully get a stop here. And if Ingram can pull off another nine-yard run like he just did, uh, that'll help for Verona's sake. Uh, fortunately for the Cardinals, it's come down to too many penalties. Just not, did not play a clean enough game to win this one. Not going to be a fun film study this week for mm -hmm. the but Cardinals. But still not over. 3.15 to go. First and 10 at the 24, Verona. Trips to the left for the Wildcats. Kittleson in the pistol. He's got his toes on the 24. Hands off to Ingram. Ingram takes it straight no. ahead and met at the line of scrimmage by a conclave of Cardinals again. And goes nowhere. And Middleton, are you going to call it? They will. That'll be their recover 180 timeout, reset, recharge, recover with recover 107 left to go in the game. 10 to 7. Verona leads Middleton. We're going to take a short 30 second timeout as you're listening to Zimbra Conda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Down and 11 for the Wildcats of Verona. Handoff to Ingram to their side. Stutter steps, cuts it upfield inside the 20 and brought down at the 16. And we'll have another recover 180 timeout from the Middleton Cardinals inside three minutes left to go. Reset, recharge, recover with Recover 180. Recover 180 is the premium functional hydration solution for everyone who lives life on the go. 
on the field, in the gym, or at the office, Recover 180 is the drink that will keep you feeling your absolute best. With only 60 calories and three times more electrolytes than other leading sports drinks, Recover 180 improves energy, reduces stress, and offers rapid relief and recovery from dehydration. Before, during, or after a workout, Recover 180 will take your recovery to a whole new level. Reset, recharge, recover with Recover 180. 2.59 left on the clock. 10-7, Verona on top of Middleton. And it's going to be a third down and six for the Wildcats. They'll go trips to the left. Kittleson yet again in the pistol. He's got Ingram directly behind him. Chest high snap, handoff to the near side for Ingram. Ingram gets it inside the 15 and brought down at the 14. Picks up three. Bring up a fourth down and three. But Verona's going to go quickly back to the line. Same exact formation with the three receivers. Kittleson in the pistol. He's going with a hard count, then pulls up. Looks over to the near sideline to get a signal from the coaching staff. He'll lick his fingers on his left hand. Wipes them off on his left thigh. And puts in his mouth guard. Kittleson. Looking at the official to run off as much clock as he can. And now there will be a recover 180 timeout by the Verona Wildcats. Recover 180, reset, recharge, and recover with recover 180. 2.16 left on the clock as this is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're looking for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or head to Zimbraconda.com to search inventory. Yeah, Verona trying to get their first win on this field against uh, Middleton. It's a new high school here, just a couple years old, and uh, up, open up in the pandemic here. And uh, the first That's win for Verona at home since 2018. Uh, they won at uh, Middleton in the alternative fall season back in 2021. Charlton on for the field goal, and that one splits the uprights and is good as well. That was a 32-yarder from Drew Charlton. It's a 13-7 lead now for the Verona Wildcats. 2.12 left to go in the game. We'll take a 30-second timeout as you are listening to Zimbra Honda's Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. left to go in the game. The Verona Wildcats have taken a 13-7 lead. They've had two drives result in field goals. 
as the Cardinals take the kickoff. Devine wanted to try to cut it to the right side, got across the 20, and then was brought down at the 22. Now, no recover 180 timeouts left for the Middleton Cardinals with 2.07 left to go, Dennis. And they trail by six. Need a touchdown and the extra point to pull this one out. It'd be a 14 to 13 win if they could do it. So it's not over yet. The Verona defense, their toughest stand now. They were able to, to force a punt on the previous two play possessions for Middleton after Middleton got that uh, touchdown uh, in the third quarter. Pacini in the gun. Trips to the left. Muddle into motion. Subtle on the screen to the far side. He gets it across the 25 and is brought down. Pickup of only two on the play. Subtle had to run four yards just to pick up two. Then there's a whistle. And see what was stopping play there as we've got 156 left now. Now Subtle has to head to the sideline, so the, the Cardinals will bring Falk back in. Second down and eight. Hand off to Falk. Falk gets met at the 30 and then is brought down, staying in bounds. A minute 40 now left to go, and it's going to be third down. Now there's an injury timeout. Ah, uh, yes. The dreaded let's. As that Middleton player went down, he's being attended to. That's Bryce Falk with a minute 37 left to go. Bryce Falk going down with an injury. Of course, Middleton worries it's Falk hurt. And Verona goes, ah, he's not hurt. They're just trying to stop the clock. <laughs> so I always give the benefit of the doubt to the player. Yeah, I would rather lean towards the side of player safety, especially for young kids playing football. You know, yeah, it's a little different okay, than yeah. trying to get a stoppage when you're a defensive player just all of a sudden falling over against a hurry-up offense. Yep, so he's got to come out for a play, though. It'll be third down and six for Middleton. A minute 37 left to go. Deuces to the right and left of Piscini. Knee-high snap, looking to the left. Has a completion. That'll be enough for the first down. Didn't get out of bounds, though, did Cleary. He's down to the 40 or the 39. 123 now. Clock is running. Piscini again. Quick screen to the near side for Devine. Breaks tackle in the backfield. He gets hit from behind. Gets across the 40 and is stopped. Second down and eight now. Piscini quickly back to the line. Two receivers to each side. Piscini sprint out to the far side. Looking to throw. Looking, looking. Fires down the field. And he has a completion at the 40 of Verona. Aiden Cleary goes up and pulls it down inside a minute left to go now. First and 10 at the 40. Piscini quickly up, spikes the ball to bring up second and 10 with 52 seconds left. That was a huge completion from Gabe Piscini to Aiden Cleary. 
It'll be second down and 10 at the 40 of Verona. The longest minute of Coach Riley's life we're embarking exactly. on right now. Any Verona fan right I now, know. this is going to be the longest minute they've ever experienced. As it's 13-7, to 7, Verona on top of the Middleton Cardinals. 52.6 seconds left to go. Trips to the right for Pacini. Single receiver to the left. Sprint out to the oh, near side. Flags. And there's going to be a whistle. Host and the flags. early movement across the line for the Cardinals and again Middleton they start moving the ball everything's looking good on offense and then a tough penalty that backs them up and takes away the momentum second down and 15 now and the clock, clock starts. starts with 50 seconds left Pacini sprint out to the near side, looking to throw, still looking. Pressure coming, throws to the near sideline, incomplete. He wanted his receiver on that near sideline, intended for number 16, Weston Lamp, the six-foot senior wide receiver, but it was too far over his head, incomplete, and it's a third down and 15, 42 seconds left. I have to imagine if you're Middleton, you're okay with getting seven or eight and get out of bounds. Try and make this yeah, fourth two, down a little bit easier. Two-play drive. Two, you know, definitely got to go for two here. But at least the incompletion stops the clock. Third and 15 at the 45 of Verona. First down marker is the 30-yard line of the Wildcats. Pacini, knee-high snap. Fires quickly as a completion on the slant. That's inbounds, though, with 35 seconds left to go. Clock is running. Trying to get quickly up to the line. Fourth and seven now. Pacini looking over. He's got inside 30. 27 seconds left. Trips to the near side. Single receiver to the right. Pacini sprint out to the near side. There's a flag that flies. Pacini looking to throw. Stiff arm in the backfield. Fires. That's intercepted on the near sideline. Poteet. Poteet slides down at the 40. And there's another sideline warning that's going to get called here. And there was a flag thrown in the middle of the play. Trey Poteet may have just iced this game. We'll have to see what happens on the call. There's 14.6 seconds left again, or left yet in this game. But again, another sideline warning, it looks like, being called. Is also looks Personal. like an injured Verona player on that near sideline. And we have a personal foul penalty assessed Middleton. So this will take give a knee. Verona some more yards before they take the knee to end this one. Fourteen seconds left. Verona just has to come out and take a knee as there's no more recover 180 timeouts for the Middleton Cardinals. There's Trey Poteet with that interception to end things here, picking up his second interception on the season. 
And that will do it with the kneel down. 13 to seven, our final score. The Verona Wildcats take down the Middleton Cardinals. Middleton now moves to one and three on the year. Verona improves to three and one, and more importantly, two and oh in big eight conference play. I think Coach Riley's going to want to have uh, youth night every night. He had the yeah. kids in the community. It was cool. The second half started. Verona went out there and did their little circle, and they had all the kids with them, and then they did this big rush, you know, good team huddle together, and uh, great enthusiasm shown by the Wildcats. Makes up for the 31 nothing uh, hurt that uh, Middleton put on them last year on this field. So a little bit of revenge factor there. But for Coach Riley, his first win in the storied rivalry here between the two, and uh, Verona out to a 2-0 start in the conference, 3-1, with their only loss to one of the top teams in the state in Muskego. 13-7, again, our scores. This is the Stoughton Trailers' final haul. Big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. In their 60th year, Stoughton Trailers has built a lot of trailers, and their customers want more. Join a winning team. Immediate openings at new, higher pay rates on both first and second shift at their Broadhead, Evansville, and Stoughton locations. Assemblers, forklift drivers, welders, and more. Go to stowjobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton trailers big trailers big opportunity so dennis sumrow as we're into the stoughton trailers final haul what are your final thoughts on the 13 to 7 wildcats victory over the middleton cardinals a big win for uh verona for coach riley taking over for hall of fame coach dave richardson uh just a signature win here against the big rival uh middleton really can run the football but tonight penalties that's the story you know, you look back at the keys to the game, and uh, Middleton was able to control the line of scrimmage and get some movement, but too many false start and uh, uh, motion penalties, I think, just killed them. They had a couple of holds in there. Uh, and then uh, the, the only turnover really had a blocked uh, punt, but that interception at the end when Middleton was trying to, you know, trying to come back and rally. And I think uh, for Verona, you look at their uh, – win the line of scrimmage, or at least the stalemate. They got the stalemate. They were able to run the football just enough, but that big block punt, that gave them the touchdown they needed early, and then uh, they were able to get two field goals in the second half and take advantage of uh, some good field position. But um, And move the chains. Again, that's the whole story. You cannot have second and 10, second and 15 consistently, mm-hmm. and uh, Middleton had that huge drive in the first half. And if they can convert on that one, I think it's a totally different game. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've got first blood, but instead there's a blocked punt. Verona takes advantage of it, and uh, only the Middleton's only the, it's the second touchdown allowed in the second half uh, by Verona this uh, in quarters. Pretty impressive. Yeah, 13-7 to again, our final score. The Verona Wildcats on top of the Middleton Cardinals. I'm Hunter Vaughn here with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Sumrau. I want to say thank you to the winery, Ryan Wollersheim, on the video broadcast tonight on Wisconsin On Demand, as well as Colin Russo and Jesse Nelson back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Again, I'm Hunter Vaughn, and this has been a, your Zimbrick Honda presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Let's send it back to Jesse and Colin at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. 
All right, Hunter, thank you very much. How about that win for the Verona Wildcats, improving to 3-1 and one on the season with a 13-7 win over the Middleton Cardinals. Jesse Nelson in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, downtown Madison in the AmFam Spark Building. We thank all of you joining us here as week four of the high school football season culminates around the area. We thank you as you're joining us, leaving the games that you've been attending throughout the course of the night. Perhaps some fun ones around the area. One team on the ropes for its first loss in school history. A couple other games closer than you may have expected. We'll run through the scoreboard coming up after this on Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania post-game coverage on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Now the dean of area high school sports penned as a potential conference title game here in week four between what he thinks are the two best teams in the big eight verona emerges victorious 13-7 the final score how about these two names ingram and potite and no we're not talking about badger football tomorrow against washington state we are talking about trey ingram and trey potite Two of the biggest plays of the night, two sons of Badgers coaches. Trey Ingram, a six-yard touchdown run in the second quarter to give Verona a 7-0 lead. Trey Petit with Verona up 13-7 in the final minutes. Picks up what ended up being the game-winning interception to seal it for the Wildcats. They improved to 3-1 and one on the season. Middleton Falls, they are now 1-3, and three, including a 500 record of 1-1 one and one in Big 8 Conference play. Again, my name's Jesse Nelson. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Colin Russo, our producer behind the glass running the show. Time now for a Stoughton Health scoreboard rundown here in week four of the high school football season. Nobody plans on getting injured, and when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. That's StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. Many final scores rolling in from around the area. A few we are still waiting on. Let's start in the Badger Large Conference action tonight, where all three of the games are final. The first loss in Sun Prairie West Wolves history tonight at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. Milton. 0-3 on the season, goes to Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium and puts it on the Wolves. 31-14, the Red Hawks get win number one of this season. Sun Prairie West loses its first game of the season. West is 3-1, Milton's 1-3. West and East do battle next week in week five of the high school football season. Sun Prairie East taking care of business. Their first road game of the season, easy, up in Beaver Dam, 42-0. The Cardinals take care of the Golden Beavers. Beaverdam's now 0-4. Sun Prairie East improves to 2-2, their first winning conference play. First win since week one in their shutout over Monona Grove. Big win for Oregon at home over the Watertown Goslings. Goslings still yet to get in the win column on the year. They are 0-4. Oregon is 3-1 and 2-0 in Badger Large Conference play. Starting to look like Sun Prairie West, Sun Prairie East, and Oregon could all be in the running there in the Badger Large. Of course, they're all looking up, though, at Wanakee in a crossover game tonight against Monona Grove. Closer than you would expect. Wanakee 19, Monona Grove 6. That's your final tonight at MG. Monona Grove lost big to Sun Prairie East in week one. And by 55 to nothing, they lost to Sun Prairie East in week one. 
Wanakee beat Sun Prairie East last week. Wanakee only beat Monona Grove 19-6 to tonight. So curious to see some of the details of what happened there. Nonetheless, Wanakee's 4-0. Wins a win. Doesn't matter if they cover a spread or not. Monona Grove falls to 2-2 two two on the year. That is their second loss of the season. First since that 55-0 loss in Week 1 against Sun Prairie East. Big statement victory for the Columbus Cardinals. 34-7, they go on the road and take down the Lake Mills Elcats. Columbus, one of the ranked teams in their division, now 4-0 and on the season. Lake Mills was also ranked. They fall to 2-2. Two and two. Columbus, unbeaten on the season. That's a big win for a Cardinal program. Hungary had a potential run for a state championship this year after they came up just a little bit short a season ago. DeForest and head coach Aaron Mack and the Badgers Small Conference get win number one, finally, of the 2022 season, 35 nothing over Portage, the final at DMB Community Bank Stadium. One of the big surprises in the state of high school football. DeForest starting the season 0-3. Tough schedule out of the gates for the Norskis. They get one at home, 35-zip. DeForest is now 1-3. Portage falls to 2-2. Two two. Still waiting on some finals between Stoughton and Fort Atkinson. That game was in overtime at 21 apiece. Fort Atkinson missed a potential game-winning field goal at the end of regulation. We'll get you a final there. Mount Horror, Barneveld, Sauk Prairie coming down to the wire. Some other games. Janesville Craig, Janesville Parker. That one's down to the final minutes. We'll get you finals from all around the area. Some closer games wrapping up. Those are coming up next as our Stoughton Health scoreboard rundown continues here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. My name's Jesse Nelson. Final in Verona tonight. Verona 13, Middleton 7. The Verona Wildcats come up with a huge victory over the rival Middleton Cardinals. Verona improves to 3-1 and one on the season in the driver's seat now in the Big 8 Conference with a 2-0 and o conference record. Middleton falls to 1-1 one and one in Big 8 Conference play, plus down a tiebreaker head-to-head against Verona. Middleton 1-3 and three overall on the season. Prep Mania brought to you in part by the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Always fun, always family-friendly, and with four locations in the Madison area, it's never been easier to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions for lunch, dinner, or really any time. Visit GreatDanePub.com to find the location near you. Eastside, downtown, Fitchburg, or Hilldale. They're all great. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. One of my favorite spots, no matter which location you're at. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Four locations all around the greater Madison area. Final scores as you're just joining us here on your way home from week four of the high school football season on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Badger Large Conference play all finals. Milton 31, Sun Prairie West 14. Milton, first win of the season. Sun Prairie West first loss in school history in football. They're three and one, setting up a showdown against two and two Sun Prairie East next week at Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. First ever in a rendition of the crosstown rivalry between the Wolves and the Cardinals. Sun Prairie East. 42-0 shutout win at Beaver Dam tonight. Sun Prairie East is 2-2. Two two. Beaver Dam falls to 0-4. Oregon 28, Watertown 21. Oregon's 3-1, 2-0 in Badger Large Conference play. They are one of only two teams that can say that in the Badger Large. Watertown is 0-4. The other team that's unbeaten in Badger Large Conference play, Wanakee, 19-6 winners over Monona Grove in a crossover game in the Badger Conference tonight. Warriors 4-0 on the season. MG falls to 2-2. Two 
final scores elsewhere around the area. How about the Capital Conference? What a good conference of football teams this year the Capital Conference is. Columbus goes on the road, beats Lake Mills 34-7 to to stay perfect on the season. 4-0 Columbus Cardinals. How do you do? Nicely done. How about the great game? Maybe the game of the night across the state in Lodi. Back and forth they went. Beloit Turner and Lodi. Little bit here, little bit there. Lodi hangs on in the final minutes to win this game 37-36. to Fantastic finish. Lodi Blue Devils, you're 4-0 through four weeks of the new high school football season. Beloit Turner falls to 3-1. Battle of Unbeatens, only big game featuring two unbeaten teams in our area tonight. Lived up to the hype. Lodi 37, Beloit Turner 36, the final in Lodi this evening. Badgers small conference final scores. Mount Hora Barneveld, watch out. MHB 3-1 on the season, 2-0 in Badger small conference play. Coach Brett St. Arnold's got his squad playing well. They went to Sauk Prairie, got all they could handle from the Eagles, but nonetheless, Mount Hora Barneveld pulls away closer than that final score would indicate, 33-14. Mount Hora Barneveld's 3-1, Sauk Prairie falls to 1-3. DeForest and head coach Aaron Mack get its first win of the season, 35-0 over Portage. Portage is now 2-2. DeForest is 1-3. They will visit Stoke. Stoughton next week. Stoughton opening up its brand new field, the renovated Collins Field at Stoughton High School next week. We'll be there right here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, and Stoughton will come in with a win in overtime at Fort Atkinson, 28-21 to the final. Stoughton emerges victorious. First win of the year for the Vikings to get to 1-3, and three, setting up who saw this one coming? Week 5. 1-3 Stoughton hosting 1-3 DeForest. Not how we drew it up when we figured we'd be in Stoughton for Week 5 in that game in the Badger Small Conference. Fort Atkinson falls to 2-2, two two, first loss in conference play. Stoughton is 1-1 one one in Badger Small play as well. Those your big final scores from around the area. Still waiting on a couple finals to roll in from Janesville Craig, Janesville Parker, Madison East, Madison Memorial, West and La Follette. A couple other games in the Capital Conference as well. Edgewood and New Glarus were in a tight one in the fourth quarter. We will see how they all play out throughout the course of the night. We'll step aside, take one more quick break as we continue with our Stoughton Health scoreboard rundown. Nobody plans on getting injured, but when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. One final check of scores coming up next on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Jesse Nelson in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. If you're just joining us, big one tonight, Verona 13, Middleton 7. It was tight down the stretch, but the big plays for the Verona Wildcats coming from the sons of Badgers coaches. Trey Ingram, a six-yard second-quarter touchdown run. Trey Poteet with the game-winning interception as Middleton drove in the final seconds. Verona is 3 
and one on the season, two and zero oh in Big Eight conference play. Middleton is one and three on the season, one and one in Big Eight conference play. Couple other Big Eight final scores just rolling in. What a game, Janesville Parker, Janesville Craig. This one was as good as Lodi Beloit Turner, thirty-five thirty-three. Parker hangs on for the win. Both of those teams had two wins coming into this game. One of the better rivalries between Craig and Parker that we've seen in a long time. Parker wins their 3-1 and one on the season. Craig picks up the loss, falling to 1-1 one and one in Big 8 conference play. Another final in the Big 8. Madison Memorial stays perfect. They are 4-0 and oh after a 63-20 win over Madison East. East is 0-4. Memorial and Verona, the lone teams that are unbeaten yet in Big 8 conference play. Memorial and Verona. Looks like it might come down to those two in the race for the Big 8 conference title at the end of the year. Other final scores we'll give you real quick from around the area one final time. Milton defeats Sun Prairie West 31-14. Sun Prairie East goes on the road and beats Beaverdam 42-0. Oregon defends the home turf 28-21 over Watertown. In the Badger Small Conference, Mount Horror Barnabelle 33, Sauk Prairie 14. DeForest first win of the season 35-0 over Portage. Stoughton 28 21 winners on the road in overtime over Fort Atkinson first win of the season for the Stoughton Vikings. In the Badger Conference crossover game of the night, Wanakee 19, Monona Grove 6 your final score. How about the Capital Conference? Columbus 34, Lake Mills 7. Last update we had from Edgewood, New Glarus was Edgewood was leading 21-19 at halftime. Edgewood 3-0 on the season. New Glarus Monticello was 0-3, so tighter at the half than you would expect. Edgewood pulling away, though, in the second half. Edgewood gets to 4-0, and Lodi beats Beloit Turner 37-36 in what may have been the best game of the night from around the area. And just in case you're joining us and wanted to know this score, Cincinnati Reds beat the Milwaukee Brewers 8-2. to Yeah. That's your final from AmFam Field. Those are your finals in week four of the high school football season from around the greater Madison area. That final check of the scoreboard rundown brought to you by Stoughton Health. Nobody plans on getting injured, but when you do, you need help to get back on track. Stoughton Health has rehab locations in Stoughton and Oregon, so it's convenient for your recovery. Learn more at StoughtonHealth.com. Stoughton Health, creating excellence together. Once again, your final score tonight in our game of the week, Verona 13, Middleton 7. That concludes week 4 of the high school football season. Week 5 next week DeForest at Stoughton in the newly renovated Collins Field for Hunter Vaughn, Dennis Semrau, Colin Russo, Ryan Wollersheim. My name's Jesse Nelson. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN.